0: What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for May 10th, 2023. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Jesse, what is going on, man? I heard you don't want to be here anymore.
1: where'd you get that man (laughs) in that in that fake doctor audio that you have with me
0: oh man that's got to be that's got to be the greatest clip outside of uh do
2: you want to know what makes daddy Magic
1: nipple yeah where'd where'd you get that Chat gpt maybe
0: Maybe it's uh, AI generated, bro. We, you know, we're living in a day and age where uh, humans are going to be non-existent.
1: Well, not that far from it.
0: Let me tell you something, man. Uh, Tony Khan tonight was anything but non-existent. This dynamite tonight, we're going to jump right into it, man. Tonight felt like a dynamite that uh, we've sorely needed for the last several weeks. It felt like a dynamite tonight for the first time. I would say a good four or five weeks. The show has really fell flat or felt very uninspired. But tonight, man, there was a sense of urgency. There was a sense of excitement in Detroit at the Little Caesars Arena. And Tony Khan stated tonight on the show, there was no prior announcement that he would be on the show, but he was on the show anyway because there were things happening around his quote-unquote office. That next week, bro, we may be having an announcement, the biggest announcement in AEW history, Uh, what many are saying could be a uh, billion-dollar announcement.
2: Yeah,
1: we all all know what it is.
0: Yeah, we we know what it is. We know what it is. Uh, What the context of the announcement is, that remains to be seen. But what a tremendous show tonight, man, spearheaded by that main event, fucking great main event between Moxley and... And Kenny Omega. I could watch him wrestle, man, every single week. That's how fucking good they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was insane, man. It was really good. Um, if you don't mind, though, I want to, I want to just say a little something before we get into the show. Um, just two things. One, um, what's going on, Chet? Um, I will be closing my chat and not watching it tonight because I am extremely interested in the outcome of the Lakers and Warriors game. So I will be recording it and watching it immediately after this show. And as much as, you know, I love hanging out with you guys, there's always someone that loves to come out and spoil live sports in the chat.
0: And if there is a super chat that uh, tries to get one over on us and you try to spoil it via the super chat, because you know I'm going to read it at the end of the show, your super chat will not be read and I will gladly take your money.
1: <laughs> no, <that's>, sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> It's a closeout game, guys. I know if I asked right now, I do believe if I asked right now to not spoil it, you guys would not spoil it. But unfortunately, someone can enter the stream, you know, a half hour from now and decide to spoil it. So um, there's that. And also on a serious note, real quick, I'm going to bring the mood down because this was a fantastic show. Uh, Thoughts and prayers and shout out to Jamie Foxx. Yes. I don't know what's
0: going on there, man. I seen a tweet. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man.
1: Yeah, we, we don't know. So a, a, as the public, we don't know or officially know. We just know the man fell ill. And um, I thought he was getting better. Everyone thought he was getting better. But the family is now saying that they are preparing for the worst. And that's just horrible news, man. I love everything Jamie Foxx. The guy is like a five-two, you know, entertainer, man. He can do it all. So um, just shout out to Jamie Foxx, man. I hope he recovers, man, sincerely. What's your favorite
0: what's Jamie, Jamie Foxx movie, man?
1: Uh, uh, um, any given Sunday, bro. Oh,
0: I love the it, Django the Django movies, man. They were, uh, yeah. The, uh,
1: there's only one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. The, the first, yeah. Whatever they made was fucking great. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just love that movie for some reason.
1: Nah, that, that that's that's not for me. Um, is it for me? That's too serious of Jamie. That's too serious. Well, you just of said
0: Jamie. he's a multi a talented man. That's why I liked it because he's out of his element.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when I say that, though, I mean he can sing. He can, you know, he can, he can act, you know, he can, he can do sitcoms. He can do it all in that aspect, but I wouldn't put him in a, look, the movie was great. It just wasn't one of my favorites from him. Don't get me wrong. Um, For me, I like the arrogance he played in any given Sunday as Willie Beeman, man. That was just, that was just my favorite flick from him. You know, TV shows. The the guy's just an entertainer, man. You know, and he's young. This is just wrong. I don't know what's going on. They haven't made it public, but nonetheless, doesn't matter, man. I just hope he pulls through.
0: Yeah, man, everything's fucked up. I, I, I don't know, man. It's you go oh, on God, you, Ray, you, Ray,
1: shit. Sorry, Ray, the Ray Charles. I, you know, movie, I shit.
0: never, I never seen that one. I never Ooh. seen that movie.
1: Hey, grab it, man. Watch it. It's worth it.
0: Yeah, oh, it, it it, so you, you go on Twitter, bro. You go to the recommended section. It's like the fucking world is ending. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's pathetic.
1: It um, is. Man. It sucks.
0: Good, good thing we got. Good thing we got pro wrestling like we did tonight, man. Um,
1: yeah, nice escapism, right? Yeah,
0: just a, a tremendous dynamite. Shout out to Tony Khan and company. Uh, for their show. Everything just flowed well. They left a, They left plenty of time at the end of the show with the swerve of the year, I would say, for AEW so far. Don Callis turning on the uh, the elite to join the Blackpool Combat Club. And Jesse and I have talked about this potentially being a thing for the last several weeks. Uh, I mean, it's not really a surprise. I'm sure other shows have mentioned it. Uh, you know, with Don Callis acting very suspicious as of late and his nickname being the Hidden Hand. So uh, he certainly uh, revealed that hand tonight with a screwdriver right to Kenny Omega's face. It's exactly how we all, how we played it out, Jesse. Everything's happening. uh, And we're leading to this big six-man tag team match at Double or Nothing. And with the news that Tony Khan is set to unveil next Wednesday, I don't know when we'll see blood and guts, but... I'm pretty certain that these are the two teams that will be in blood and guts. It just sells itself. Don Callis joining the Blackpool Combat Club. Takeshita, I'm assuming, will be joining the Blackpool Combat Club on behalf of Don Callis. So that leaves the elite down one man. Adam Page is going to come back with his eye patch and all. But with what we talked about, Jesse, we could see the debut of Kota Ibushi. Join Kenny Omega and uh, get some revenge, some sort of revenge on the Blackpool Combat Club and Blood and Guts, man. That's exactly where it's leading.
1: That, that could be as well, man. It could be, be Hanger. It could be Coda. You know, with, with, with tonight's show, the show we got tonight, I feel like all predictable bets are off, you know? I mean, they could, they could do so many things. We now know, you know, two other missing wrestlers who are now on the table to, um, to do big things soon. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, it it feels like Tony Khan could have anything up his sleeve at this point, you know, because he has he has a lot going on. He has another show coming, a lot of interest going on. And it seems like he is in the habit, Tony Khan, of giving us fantastic dynamites on the Wednesday after a big WWE pay-per-view. Did noticed notice that? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, uh, I haven't really, I haven't really, like, kind of correlated the WWE pay-per-view with a great dynamite to follow. Um, I'm just glad that after a fucking terrible Monday Night Raw, we had uh, a great show to wash that terrible taste out of our mouth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who the fuck wants to watch that shit again? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a thing, man. It, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. I don't know how many people uh, actually caught that. Or have been paying attention to that, but... I
1: mean, uh, you know, WWE's been the talk of the... They were the talk of the town after WrestleMania, man. I mean, good things. All good things, WWE. And then Wednesday... well, Well, first Monday, we got nothing for a Raw After Mania show. And then TK said, I'll give you one. You know, and then that Wednesday after WrestleMania was phenomenal. And then here we are after Backlash. A lot of hype. A lot of big things going on in WWE, man. It's a lot of interesting stuff. Tony Khan said, don't forget about us, man.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean, I mean he, should, he, he should coin that shit. Uh, Dynamite after WrestleMania. Yeah. No, they don't should. give a fuck about doing a Raw after WrestleMania anymore. Why not? <laughs>
1: hey, you don't care. Well,
0: I'll do it. Hey, you know, yeah, listen, you listen, you lost the spirit of the Raw after Mania. I'll do it on my show. I don't <laughs> you know, We have our own Mania coming up in August. It's, uh... Yeah,
1: yeah, returns and everything. Look at that.
0: It'll be great. Uh, but, yeah, Don Callis' turn. We'll talk about that a little bit later and see how uh, all that transpired. We'll go over everything with you guys. The other big thing that happened tonight... And there was great wrestling on this show. House of Black wrestled. uh, The House Rules. Uh, We'll go over that as well. Uh, Anna Jay wrestled uh, Julia Harden, I thought was a solid ladies' match tonight. And it was was (laughs) solid in more ways than one, I'll tell you that. Um, And uh, Orange Cassidy. Another great performance as the international championship was defended against Daniel Garcia. And we got some uh, Chris Jericho, Adam Cole shenanigans Uh, This time with Roderick Strong stepping up to the plate against Chris Jericho. We'll go over all that stuff in in just a second. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I'm going to do a live stream tomorrow. We're going to do episode 477 tomorrow, the podcast, 5 p.m. But the news broke today, Jesse, that AEW is set to announce a Warner Brothers Discovery TV deal next Wednesday. Wednesday. And it could be in the billion-dollar price range. Now, we saw something happen tonight on Dynamite, and I was shocked. I was uh, completely floored that we seen this human being on the show tonight because he hasn't shown face in I don't even know when. When, when was the last time we saw Miro on AEW Dynamite? It's got to be a year. It's got to be a, a, at least a year, right?
1: Feels like about a year and a half. At and,
0: this point. and he just randomly shows up looking cool as a cucumber, wearing his fucking sunglasses. Renee was there. Miro, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. He takes off his glasses. He sees Tony Khan's name on the office door. He walks in. He doesn't say a fucking word. Then we see later on in the show, Thunder Rosa shows up. And she's like, I think tonight's a good night to speak to Poppy Khan. And she goes into the office of Tony Khan, and we never see. Miro, and Thunder Rosa for the rest of the show. Now, clearly, with the announcement of Warner Brothers Discovery and this billion-dollar rumor deal, uh, the other major announcement is that next Wednesday, uh, AEW will set to announce collision. AEW collision happening on Saturday nights, June 17th, which should see the return of you-know-who CM Punk. Bro, are we, are we really getting a roster split with what we saw tonight? Talent that hasn't been seen, talent that's gonna be dedicated to a show that's not dynamite to get their shit out there. What do you what? That's not beefing with the elite
1: or speaker? Yep,
0: yep, yep. <laughs> what do you what do you make of all this, bro? Because I've said this for weeks now on here and on my own platform. I don't know how viable it's going to be for Tony Khan. I don't know how likely it's gonna be for Tony Khan. But a hard brand split for this company, man, I would absolutely embrace a brand split for, with this roster, with the size of this roster, the sheer fucking enormity of this roster. I would, I would accept the brand split, and I think that would be best for the company, honestly.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've been all for it since the rumors started. I've seen some people say how they were against it, and they, they thought it was a bad idea. I'm like, I, I, I don't get these people. You know, for, you know, years now, we've been saying how AEW's roster is bloated and needs to be offset somehow and everything else. And here we are presented with, you know, a potential brand split. And then some people are saying, oh, that that makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. This is exactly what you do with a bloated roster. Yeah. This is exactly what you do. You know, so this, this makes complete sense. Also, with these two stars coming back tonight, I would much rather have preferred to have seen them make their big return out in the crowd and get that big pop. But let me say this. I think the way that they actually ended up doing it is probably just as good because the way they did it and backstage and they never came out and it was never addressed again. And now people like us are sitting here saying, well, now I can't wait to find out what's going on with Miro and Thunder Rosa. Now I'm intrigued. What happened in that meeting? What were they talking about? You know, how come it was never followed up on that alone, that leads me to want to see more. I want to see what else is going on now. So I like that. I like the return in this in this particular aspect. Normally I would have wanted to see a big run-in in the ring. And no, I think this was good. I think this was good too. Well, like well, clearly,
0: this clearly this is a huge, huge, huge moment in the company's history. So uh he's gonna have all, all men and women on deck for this announcement that will basically shake the entire foundation. Not like WWE's draft, where the foundation is uh, mild at best, and it's very, it's been very stable. Nothing was shaken, um, but the foundation of AEW could certainly be changed uh, completely with this uh, new show, AEW Collision. Now, the rumor, obviously, with Collision, we know about Collision. We know what's going to be going on with Collision. Uh, w, uh, AEW canceled Dark. They they canceled e- uh, Elevation. Uh, there will be no more Dark shows on YouTube. That will not be a part of the Warner. Media package, uh, but this is all happening next week at the theater at Madison Square Garden for the TV upfronts, uh, where uh, basically the networks announce their lineup for the summer and fall months. And there's no word on how much AEW will be bringing in with this new deal. It's rumored to be either four or five years, and Andrew Zarian. Uh, the Mat Men podcast on the Wrestling Observer previously reported that the new deal will keep AEW programming, all AEW programming, exclusive to Warner Brothers Discovery. But Ring of Honor is not included, and they will continue to air on Honor Club as a smart. subscription service. Yes, uh, I mean, not even smart. not even worth it. Uh, the, the, the Warner deal could potentially include streaming. And there's speculation that AEW will air all in on HBO Max because they have yet to give us a set destination on where we, the fans, can watch the show. Uh, I'll start with this, Jesse. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I want to go over everything that was revealed today, tomorrow. Does AEW get anywhere close to a billion dollars next Wednesday for this TV deal, if the rumors are correct? Yes. Yes. You think or, or, it's, or, or it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. But you, you're, you're saying that you think they're going to get a billion.
1: Well, no, no, that's that wasn't that wasn't your question.
0: Do you think they will get a billion dollars?
1: You asked me if I thought they would get anywhere near a billion dollars. I said yes. OK. I think they will get somewhere in the vicinity of a billion dollars for a deal. Yes, absolutely. Would he absolutely get definitely a billion or more? I don't know. Probably. Maybe not. Probably not. But fucking close, yeah.
0: Well, I I I said today on a Twitter space, it's seven hundred and fifty million to eight hundred million for five years. It's pretty
1: good I, for a t shirt company.
0: I mean, Jesus Christ, man, holy shit! Some rinky you dink t shirt so company. Yeah,
1: you feeling wimbly? You're getting close to a billion dollars. But I thought A. W- a- I thought a- I thought AEW
0: was was supposed to die two years ago.
1: Oh, they 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 want you to fail. I don't get the. I, I I do, I, I am starting to notice how the 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 number of just le, legit haters on AEW is starting to dwindle a little bit. They're, they're still out there, don't get me wrong. But when they first started, everyone in their mind was all saying they were going to fail. That number has started to shrink. But those detractors are still there. And no matter what kind of success that they managed to come up with, they'll. I saw people swear that Tony Khan bought all those seats to Wembley. Yeah, I mean that you have nothing better to do than make up stuff like that,
0: bro. People, people were saying that fifty thousand tickets were bought by Tony Khan, and that you know he he scalped all the tickets, and that people bought tickets. One of the funniest things I read was people bought tickets and they weren't going to attend the show. Yeah, I mean, what, what, bought
1: what? tickets to support, and I'm not going to go.
0: Like, where are you people coming from, bro? Holy shit! You know, I, I think. A billion is a possibility for them. I think it's 750 to eight, 800 million uh, for the TV deal. Um, what changes, Jesse? If they get that amount of money, that's a tremendous amount of money. Does anything on AEW television change? Because we know what WWE has done. And the reason why I say this, and I've been very adamant about this, they took the fucking money from Fox and they ran and they never looked back. They did the same thing with NBCU, took that billion. And never ran back, and ran ran as far away as they can. They didn't. They didn't look back. They they the shows. Jesse actually got worse when they yeah. made more money. Do, do you see that being a thing with Tony Connors? You're really going to own up to say, "Hey, I got paid for doing a great job. Now I need to step my fucking game up," and you're going to get an even better AEW.
1: Well, that's that's a tough one, you know, and it's a possibility, you know, or the thing is, you know, from what we can, you know gather ourselves from whatever what the mutual consensus is, AEW is in the red, and they've been in the red. Um, but it's okay, you know, because, you know, it, it's called an investment. You know, you invest money and you get it back on the back end. So a deal like this can help offset a lot of these um, contracts that he has to deal with and everything else, and and it, it could get them back to where they need to be. On um, And like we are seeing, he is making steps towards hiring creative help so that is good. Maybe they're going to focus on the live television with creative as far as dynamite and collision. And that's why they dropped this dark stuff and everything else. And they're going to focus on the creative on these two shows. So I think that alone is going to help. We're going to see more of the talent that we want to see on live television with progressive storylines on two different shows now, I'm not trying to cram them into one two hour, you know, a week segment. And I think that alone is going to bring something. Because look, I mean, I I know you know, but a lot of people here don't know, running live television is just not cheap. It costs a lot of money. And to do a second one every week, you know, 52 weeks a year, that's going to cost a lot of money. And that could be why um, that Warner is coming out of the pocket for AEW, and it's a beautiful thing. So the fact that we're getting two shows with separate storylines because it's a separate roster um i think that alone is going to give us a different feel with aew we can watch on wednesdays and see the people you want to see there watch on saturdays and then the potential of anything cross-branding at some point i hope they don't get you know like the other guys and just make it you just see everyone every other show with no explanation but do we see anything different i think we do man i think we're gonna see a whole new rejuvenated roster at the very least
0: yeah that's exciting um I love that for the roster. I love that everybody on the roster is going to get paid. I love that. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, you take Matt and Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and you take this idea of starting a promotion, a wrestling promotion, and putting your, your brand around it and putting your stamp on it. And obviously, you got the money backing from Tony Khan. And now you look back four years ago to see where you are now, and you're on the verge of signing a, a, a multi-year TV rights deal with one of the biggest networks on the planet in Warner Media, and you're about to bank on an 800, you know, rumored to be a billion. We don't really know yet until next Wednesday, but anywhere in the ballpark between 500 million, I'd say, is a safe low to a billion dollars on a TV rights deal. I mean- Who the fuck would have thought about that, bro? Matt Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, their their little dream is going to set their families for the rest of their fucking life. These guys are going to get paid. Tony Khan's going to be able to bring in whoever he wants. He's going to be able to keep that locker room happy. On the flip side, WWE's looking at this, eyeing this shit like a fucking hawk. Tony Khan is doing his thing over here. Bro, you don't think Nick Khan is looking at this shit? You don't think Vince McMahon's looking at this shit? Well, if they could get a billion... You know, fucking w- bro. If a- I swear to fucking Christ, dude, if AEW gets a billion, Nick Khan is gonna think WWE's worth two billion for but they already Fox get a year. $2 billion a year, bro. This is what the geeks online don't understand. If Jeez. Tony Khan, you may hate AEW all you want, but you should be fucking bowing down to Lord Khan at the end of this thing, bro. Really, if Tony Khan nets a billion dollars over the next five years, Nick Khan is going to squeeze out every fucking dime from whoever wants the WWE programming for the next five years, bro. They are going to benefit from this even more so than anybody else. So where, give, where where's the AEW's
1: bad for business or bad for the industry? Where is that? I, I'll give I'll give Nick Khan you know discredit. Um, if AEW is about to ink anywhere near a deal worth a billion dollars, uh, I think Nick Khan has 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 set the bar for live pro wrestling in prime time.
0: Yeah, I mean I, you, I, if I you can, look, at, if like, look at if you look at it what at the flip side, on? yeah, if you look at it at the flip side, you're absolutely correct.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Fox is giving WWE a billion dollars for producing live content. Two hours. We can do that. We have top-tier talent. We can give you live TV every single week on two nights. We can do that. Sure. And they're paying this much. I think we can do this, too. If Fox gave T- if Fox gave Nick Khan and WWE a billion dollars, That is an easy bargaining chip for TK to come back and be like, "Hey, look, if they get a billion, we can get seven fifty, bro." Yeah, we can get seven fifty. Yeah, I
0: don't think you made a good point. I don't think people realize how valuable live pro wrestling is. You may think it's like some some niche, and you know it's not as popular as it was. You know, I, I beg to differ. The ratings may not be there, but the ratings really aren't a gauge. For how, for how many people are watching the show. I mean, there's, there's a thousand other fucking ways that people are going to digest this dynamite tonight. And, and people are hanging on, oh, well, they did 767,000 last week. <laughs> you know, nobody gives a fuck about that. A great show is a great show. Ratings don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but at the end of the day, you're getting 52 weeks, Jesse, of live programming. Nice. What What other sport is giving oh. you 52 weeks consecutively all year, bro. Every other sport besides wrestling has an off-season. But uh, uh, when, those, when those sports are an off-season, bro, when, when NBA's done after yep. this summer, AEW's going to be on TNT giving Still you live lives. programming.
1: Still live Twice. The networks, can char- the networks can charge more money for ads on live television than they can on just syndicated reruns. Yeah. They make more money.
0: I mean... So everybody that wants to cry that AEW is uh, this and AEW is that, they should have died and they're in the red and the game is bleeding the fucking wallet of Tony Khan and this and that, it's a failure. Clearly, Tony Khan knows business, bro. He's not a fucking idiot. This guy is the, the, the biggest analytic fucking guy you could ever come across. He's pulling numbers out of his head randomly and you'd think he'd know a thing or two by... His family owning the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. I think he knows a thing or two about fucking TV rights deals and how to negotiate. And at the end of the day, everybody, everybody's going to benefit. That roster's going to benefit. The fans are going to benefit. We're getting another live show on Saturday night, which gets us to do more work for you guys, which is great. I I always embrace that. And and WWE's going to benefit from this. Tony Khan's going to be able to keep his roster happy, bro. How many free agents are coming up? MGF's a free agent. Kenny Omega. Uh, Adam Page is negotiating a contract, Matt and Nick Jackson. Those guys are going to get paid. He doesn't have to worry about that because he's going to have the money financially to back them and keep them. That's a huge fucking deal. There's so much positive to come out of this. Why is there negativity?
1: Because people. Just because people. You know, they I, I, I don't get it. It's the same people that, you know, they get, you know, you know, Sasha Banks is great. Sasha Banks is a fantastic wrestler. Sasha Banks is leaving WWE. Oh, Sasha sucks. Yeah. Sasha sucks now. You know, she, I knew she that. turned her back.
0: I knew that was going to happen. Uh, everybody knew that was going to happen. Were you really a Mercedes fan? No. I mean, no. He would support the woman in whatever she does. If you love pro wrestling, you support pro wrestling. I don't understand this. Tri- I never understood this tribalism. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I, I did. I did that with the fucking Yankees and, and, and Mets back when I was uh, in high school. Fuck the Yankees and Mets. I don't give a fuck. You know, tribalism. People hating each other's team. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. if, they, if, the, if the Mets won the division, good for you guys. I'll come back next year. Yankees won the World Series, good for you guys. I'll come. I got mine in 2021. I don't give a fuck. Well, what is yeah. the tribalism between these sports teams and wrestling promotions? I don't understand it.
1: I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I mean, I, I get I get the, fan, the fanhood of, you know, oh, I like this team. And I don't like the other team. So I like WWE, but not AEW or vice versa. It's not quite the same thing because as I like one team, but not like the other, I don't want the whole business to fail. You know, I don't want, I, I like the NFL. I like the NFL. That does not mean I want the XFL to fail. I, 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 I wish to nothing but success. It's not going to take away from my, my fandom of the NFL. I have no problem with another league succeeding. No. You know, so I don't get this.
0: Does AEW have pay-per-views on HBO Max? Because I know the rumor is that All In will be airing on HBO Max. All In um, is going to be a pay-per-view, but Tony Khan would be asking a lot of his fan base, Jesse, if we're going to do All In and then one week later in Chicago, All Out. Um, that's a lot of money, man. $60 per pop. That's $120 with uh, taxes and fees and everything, depending on where you order. Um
1: it makes no sense why they would do it, but if this deal goes through the way we think it is, now it makes sense why they're doing it.
0: And I remember, I, I think it was, I think it was during one of the uh, pre-show media scrums. I was on one of the phone calls. I asked Tony Khan about asking uh, or, or or kind of going into a little bit. What about adding more pay per views to the calendar? Is that something that has crossed your mind? On, on top of the four that you got now, obviously now five with Forbidden Door. You know, he kind of dodged the question. He says, you know, that's something that I have thought about. But, you know, when the time is right, I'll discuss that a little further. And and that was fine. Now we may be looking at a situation, Jesse, where AEW's got five traditional big pay-per-views. we got Revolution, Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, uh, All Out, and Full Gear. And if they have one or two of these major stadium shows in the year, man, you're going to bump that up to seven that's a good, nice round number, man. That's about the same that NXT did with takeovers in the year, give or take. Some years it was five, six. But I think that would be fantastic, man. Save those big stadium shows for a streaming service like HBO Max. I love yeah. it.
1: I like six. Six I, is a I good mean, number. I think six is the perfect number for, for pay-per-views in a year. Just do one every other month. I think that's a fantastic. I, w- I would pay for that full price. I would pay for that, you know. But the fact that it's going to end up at a streaming service is even better. I, I think every other month is is the perfect, the perfect niche for the, the do pay per views.
0: Yeah, and, and and a lot of people, uh, you know, you're still crying these fucking virgins online, bro, crying that AEW is nearing seventy thousand in ticket sales. I don't know what the what the million number is in gate that Tony Khan's made off this. Uh, it's probably like nearing nine million in gate for this for this All In show. And um, I can't even begin to tell you how big of a of an international deal this is for AEW. Don't you think, bro? That other cities, other major markets internationally, see this? Their first time in the fucking country. Holy shit! You're about to sell out Wembley Stadium. I want AEW in my fucking city. I want AEW in my country. Let's do business. Who's to say they can't run? Uh, you know, the O two or. Or uh, wherever else, you know, car, like uh, yeah, or, or or anything like a clash at the castle in Cardiff. Who, who's to say? Bro, yeah, AEW doesn't go to Australia or, or some maybe Saudi. Arabia. Who the fuck knows? I'm just throwing that out there. Internationally, bro, this is a huge fucking deal because now they they blew the door wide open, and those countries, bro, are going to be begging for AEW yeah. to come to their city. That that's what the geeks don't really understand. The amount of money that Tony Khan's making for this show, he's ultimately quadrupled with potential fucking bidders for AEW. That's, that's unbelievable.
1: Dude, if, if, I'm, if I'm selling as well as I am at Wembley, you know, I would feel much more confident in taking on a stadium in, in some of, if their, uh, of their hometowns. You know, if they, if they want to do MetLife, if they want to do Soldier Field, you know, in the summer. Yeah. You know, I would feel very comfortable being able to sell out a football stadium if if I can do it overseas, you know, can you imagine Chicago Soldier Field on a fucking summer evening, sold out AEW, dude, you got like 65, 70,000 strong. Well, come on, man.
0: I mean, come it's on. it's just fucking a no brainer. I don't understand why people have this this hatred in their heart. There was a chat member uh, tonight. Uh, let me scroll
2: up and see who it was. Uh, they said that. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. Terms and Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, HBO Max has
0: 96 million subscribers. That in wow. itself is amazing, bro. How many people don't know what the fuck an AEW is? Will find AEW for the first time with that Wembley show, and then you trans uh, you, you transplant those people from that to a AEW Dynamite the very next week. I mean, yeah. you got yourself a new fucking fan right there.
1: And, it, it, and it's, a, it's a two-way, it's a revolving door because now how many AEW fans are going to sign up for HBO Max and make that number go up even higher?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you have it. I, I have it. Uh, I'm, already, I'm already there. So even even if I wasn't, I'd be there.
1: Yeah, I would pay an additional premium to get AEW content on my HBO Max. I would.
0: Yeah. And that's what that's what we may get. Tony Khan's got a he's got a big back catalog here. We may see reruns of Dynamite on there. We may see reruns of Rampage. They have that uh, that house show that they did at Daly's place before WrestleMania a few years ago during the pandemic that was filmed and nobody's ever seen. Tony Khan's got that in his tape library. We got All In. How many yeah. people? How many people own All In? Where can you Where can you watch All In? I think you could watch it on Fight, but people want to know that it's there and they could watch it anytime. This is unbelievable.
1: It's good stuff, man.
0: It's unbelievable, folks. You're watching uh, a history-making moment. AEW is, whether you want to agree with us or not, as far as pro wrestling, in four years, they've they've broken records and made history. This is one of the greatest pro wrestling stories of our generation. Yes. They, they sold 70,000 fucking tickets with four months left to go. You don't think they're going to fucking sell out Wembley Stadium? I mean who who does that? 4 years in the business for a, for a fucking startup company. T-shirt company they all want to say.
1: Bro, WWE 4 years in was not ready to sell out a stadium. They have more people attending Wembley Stadium for All In than WrestleMania. Yeah.
0: There was that one there was that more than 70,000 per night for WrestleMania 39. They already shattered WrestleMania records for this one show.
1: It's good stuff, man. I mean, it, it, you know it, it's it's look Maybe some people are, but not every fans are trying to say, see that's why aew is better than WWE and WWE sucks. I mean, you shouldn't be saying that either, but at the same time, I don't see why anybody's just just randomly saying well it', it it's all bad, it's stupid. they suck T-shirt company uh, they bought their own tickets. Uh, this is all fake. this is all- dude how many different excuses are you gonna come up with to try to prove your your made up narrative? Just stop it. I mean, just watch the show that you enjoy. If you hate it that damn much,
0: oh my God! Jesse and JD are such shills. They—they're on Tony Khan's payroll. Oh, I wish. I wish. I wish I was on Tony Khan's payroll. I'll never be on Tony Khan's payroll, but I wish. You know, my dark horse Mustang would be here tomorrow
1: if that was the fucking case. You know? Yeah, I saw your tweet. You gonna go look at
0: it? Yeah, make it. uh, I made an appointment, bro. We're going. uh, We're
1: going. uh, I think uh, a week from now. There you go, man. I saw I saw Rage's tweet telling you to, to play hardball with the salesman, man. I don't. Well, know. Well, it is a limited
0: edition. I don't know how much hardball uh, I can hard play. That's I a premium play. vehicle, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't. Oh,
0: oh, well, you know, you know what I'm worried about. I got to change my fucking intro now.
1: Oh well, yes. Put
0: in- <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I may not get rid of the other car, so I don't know, man. So
1: um, no, bro, get rid of the fucking
0: car. I, I know. We'll, we'll 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 see. But uh, I mean, folks, you're watching a history uh, a history making moment, and you know we're not. Uh, Jesse and I are fans of AEW. It's like, you know, we are critical of the show when it's bad. Like, you know, we're not going to come on here and tell you. We've told you this story time and time again. We're not going to come on here and fucking say, yeah, things are great when when they're clearly not. But, right. but this is a time to celebrate. And I can't wait to celebrate with AEW. This is fucking great shit. So that's the latest there. I will go over all the other details tomorrow live. If you guys want to tune into the stream tomorrow, we'll be live 5 p.m., We'll do off the script. There's a ton of CM Punk news, a ton of collision news. There's rumors about feuds and fucking rosters and all this shit. I got it all for you tomorrow, so uh, we will go over that uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Quickly, before we get into uh, anything on the show tonight, uh, I want to go over just a couple of things here. Uh, Quickly, thank you for joining us tonight. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes on the stream. We got Super Chats open. Get them on in. Ask us anything. Uh, Let us know how you're excited or how much uh, you are excited about this AEW news. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Go check out the content on the channel. And everything you need is on the homepage. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. It's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go follow Jesse as well, at ChiTownSmark on Twitter. Uh, I... Just got word tonight that the greatest t-shirt in the history of the wrestling community will be released soon. And if you see my tweet, Jess, you know what I'm talking about. This this t-shirt is going to be absolutely limited edition. It is a very, 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 very long time in the making. And this will be released for you guys to have. It is JD merchandise. It is off-the-script merchandise. And it's going to be fucking absolutely beautiful. Nobody, and I can say confidently, nobody in the community has this type of merch ever in the IWC. So look forward to that. That should be announced on Monday. And Jesse, you covered Impact. You covered Impact on Thursday. You were the number one Impact stream in the community because I was very, very much paying attention to what was going on. This guy had double the amount of people Fightful had, man. Holy shit. Bro. Fightful had like 70 people, bro.
1: I want to thank all of you guys. I know most of you here came over to support. I know JD put it out there and tweeted it out there and supported man. The turnout for the Impact Review went way, way better than I anticipated. And... I was blown away, man, and I spent the last few days here improving on the next stream, man. I, I saw, I read the comments, I looked at my own video back. I don't know about any other streamers, but we don't go back and watch our own content back. I mean, it's just kind of a redundant, but I went back and watched this whole stream over and over, and I'm, I'm picking it apart, and I want to make it better. So, what are, you, what are you
0: talking about? I watch my content all the time.
1: Nobody sits around and watches their own fucking <laughs> content. <laughs> I yourself. think I'm hilarious, man. I don't know. You no, know, just no. But I did. I went back and dissected it and cringed and everything I didn't like. But the support was fantastic. Um, I'm going to improve on it. It's already better. I've already made it better, and I'm going to continue to make it better. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. By the way,
0: shout out to Trinity Fatu. We love Trinity.
1: Trinity's awesome, man. So fucking Trinity good, man. Is uh, there? And they're 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 pushing her, man. They are putting her front and center on everything Impact right now, as we should. So, good job.
0: Look at that, man. Hopefully you got uh, another 200 on Thursday, tomorrow night for Impact. Uh, Jesse will be covering that tomorrow night live. And uh, we will be, uh, uh, I think you'll be here. I don't know what you're doing on Saturday. You're going to be with me on Saturday during Collision? Um, Maybe?
1: I don't know. Possibly? I, mean, uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, ooh, man, every week too. We got to Yeah. We got to we got to talk about that.
0: Yep. I got to get uh, I got to get yeah. uh, graphics man and everything man. All this work, man. All this work being thrown at you. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, man. That's just lovely, man. I Love it.
0: It's great. Uh the more work the better. Uh like yeah. dynamite tonight, man. More of this dynamite the better. Uh this was great tonight and we had a tremendous main event with Kenny Omega and John Moxley. So let's get into what happened here. Uh, show starts off with Claudio Castagnoli against Ray Phoenix. By the way, uh, I just want to make a mention here. Uh, I don't know if anybody from AEW is watching the show tonight. Uh, I have one request, and I have uh, rubbed my, my magic lamp, and I have prayed to whichever god I pray to, and I've, uh, you know, did what I have to do on my end. Uh, the commentary team for Collision, it needs to be different from Dynamite. Oh yeah. and, I, and I'm throwing this out there, and uh, I will dream of this until it happens. Uh, TK, I'm going to need you to go out and pay Moro Ronaldo to be the voice of Collision. That's it. Oh, on Saturday night? Please, bro. I, I, I mean, I'll, I, I'm, I'll get on my hands and knees, bro, please. Moro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness on Saturday night. It's all I want, bro. I'll never, I'll never speak ill will of anything again. That's what I want. Can we make this happen? I mean, you're gonna get a billion dollars, but you can get more a cool mill. You know, come on, man. Seriously, <laughs> please, please, please. Just throwing that out there, uh, Claudio against Ray Phoenix. Now, before I say anything about this, I want to say this was a very good match. Not the best, sloppy at parts, but not uh, you know, not 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 bad for a TV match. Very good. Now, you know what I'm you you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm going to say. I got a couple of things here. Number one, um, why are we getting Ring of Honor on AEW Dynamite? Now, I threw this out there, Jesse. I threw it out there. We had some logical fucking level-headed people in my comment section on Twitter. And they said, well, maybe Tony Khan wants to attract Warner Media with Ring of Honor and, and maybe get something working there. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a, feasible, a feasible argument, but probably not. But thank you for your level-headedness, really. Uh, The other thing is, and you and I talked about this, Claudio is the Ring of Honor world champion. Right. And Ray Phoenix is a half of the Ring of Honor tag team champions. And, And this was a double jeopardy match. Now, what that means is if Claudio wins against Ray Phoenix, he gets a tag team title opportunity against him and Penta with a partner of his choosing. If Ray Phoenix beats Claudio, he gets a world championship match against Claudio at a later date. Uh, Jesse, why are we putting champions in a situation where it's inevitable that one of them will lose as champion? I don't really like that.
1: I don't know. This show was stupid and terrible. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. It was all trash.
0: Why? Why? Why are we getting Ring of Honor on TV, uh, and why are we putting champions in a situation where they're losing? And how did like this come? Ab- how did this come about, Jesse? I mean, I mean, clearly you don't watch Ring of Honor anymore, or not as much as you used to. Um, There was nothing made uh, of uh, notation on commentary here. They just mentioned the double jeopardy rules. Was this something that was built over the last couple of weeks? And if not, why are you doing it here? And why are you not doing it on ring of honor?
1: No. So I think, so I think the grand scheme of tonight's show was that it was a pay-per-view on TV. All right. And I think if to me, it just looks like they needed to fill a show you know with a, a a pay-per-view type show and putting on a match like this to start the show can never be a bad thing you know yeah and no, put, i don't
0: want i don't want to make it sound like I'm complaining about a claudio ray phoenix match cuz i mean that's yeah. just silly
1: no no you put these two out there in a match and clearly they're gonna deliver now if they would have just put them out there in the match to just have the match and had absolutely nothing on the line that would have been us, you know, that would have stuck out like a sore thumb on a, on a, on a card that you've labeled as a pay per view type card. So, what do you do? You have something, something on the line. And this is what they came up with. I personally don't like it because, yeah, now you have a champion losing regardless. But in their defense, at least it's an ROH champion. So, really, who cares? Yeah. You know, I, I guess. But if the, they did give it some stakes and a, a match with something, a match with something on the line is better than a match with nothing.
0: I agree. I, I agree. I, uh, I just uh, have a difficult time of seeing where all of this came about and where this story is because there really isn't much of a story here. Nah. But uh, Claudio wins the match. We'll get to how he won the match. But I see him teaming with, uh, teaming with Wheeler Yuta against uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix, which should be a tremendous match on Ring of Honor. Yeah, it will be. On Ring of Honor. So Phoenix used his speed early in this match, and uh, they were going back and forth. Phoenix uh, fought out of the corner. He did a triple jump. Horan Corona that sent Claudio to the floor where uh, he uh, did a couple of topes. He went for a third one, got greedy, and Claudio uh, caught him mid tope and pressed Phoenix onto the barricade. Uh, Claudio tried uh, walking up the steps and fell backwards with Phoenix on him. Phoenix walked the barricade then, and uh, he uh, did a, uh, a tightrope walking the barricade, her and Karana, on Claudio. Uh, Castagnoli dropped uh, Phoenix, who was charging in. Uh, he caught him with a DDT. He went for a cover, got a two count. Danielson and Wheeler Uta were watching backstage. Uh, then Phoenix is in a fireman carry, and Phoenix counted into another her and Karana. Uh, if you already don't know, his favorite move is the her and Karana. Castagnoli avoided a code red and turned Phoenix inside out with a lariat for two. Phoenix was then again pressed over uh, Claudio's head, and then he was launched into the crowd. So Phoenix then tried to get to the ropes, back from a commercial break. Um, Claudio gave him a gut wrench, and Claudio then is on defense here. He ducked a bounce-back kick from Phoenix, and then he ate a thrust kick and then rolled through for a stunner, did Phoenix on Claudio. Phoenix had a double jump moonsault out of the corner. And Claudio caught uh, Phoenix coming off the top with an uppercut. Back and forth they go. Phoenix came back with a counter, a Ricola bomb into a code red. Another thrust kick by Phoenix on Claudio. And um, that was basically towards the end of the match. We got another... Uh, slew of offensive moves here by Claudio and then another Rico low bomb which is basically a sit-out power bomb one two three and that was it for Claudio He's getting a tag team title opportunity against uh Ray Phoenix and Penta this was a very good match to open the show uh I I agree with Jesse I'm glad that there were stakes on the line um and I will never complain about watching these two guys wrestle in any capacity but I mean let's keep the ring of honor shit on on ring of honor and, and let's you know, take the fucking shit that doesn't have a story and keep it off the show, please. That's all I care. That's all I care about. Just move it somewhere yeah. else.
1: Yeah, we can start practicing this hard brand split yeah. that you're getting ready to start doing by keeping ROH stuff on ROH and, and, and then separating these two um, rosters between Dynamite and Collision. Um, it's just the fact of the matter is, I mean, it, it sucks that Claudio is the world champion there because we care about Claudio what we don't care about is anything ROH. I don't think anything, any title, any situation, anything in ROH is completely over right now. The closest thing they have is Joe. That's the closest thing they have. And that's because Joe is just Joe and Joe's a fucking killer and Joe can do whatever he fucking wants and still be great. But outside of that, no one's really invested in in ROH. I personally know. I tried covering this shit for weeks. No one cares.
2: Rico!
0: why is there an echo in here man I don't what, I don't what is that for I don't man I don't know Jesus <laughs> fucking what is with the echo no I don't need a Ricola oh my
1: god what the fuck is that for what's Ricola for what's that about ain't hey, about a Ricola bro one of them lozenges got like cough drop yeah Okay. Sure. Are they sponsoring the show? Tonight's episode of Off The Script is sponsored by... Tonight, <laughs> tonight's episode of Off The Script is sponsored
0: by... There you go. There you go. She- okay.
1: Oh, God, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: uh, Swerve, block- Swerve
0: is not watching. Don't worry. he don't get, listen, by- man, listen, man. God, he, got cu- he got his cut. He got his cousin a job, bro. They're not watching Chet. us anymore.
1: Chet, this guy got me blocked by Swerve. Don't blame me. Blo- why else would he block
0: me? Because you're associated with me. That's why.
1: That's why you got me blocked. By well, word. well,
0: listen, listen. Maybe he didn't like your opinion on something. I don't know.
1: No, you are the reason that he blocked me.
0: Listen, man, nobody likes me, man. Nobody likes me, but we're still here and we're number what? one. So what the,
1: we gotta be doing something, right? Something? Man, my, my, my block list is growing,
0: man. Listen, that's what happens when you, uh, have a, sh- have a, share a drink with me, bro. It's just, it's, it's, what do you, what can I
1: tell you? I don't know. Somebody tweeted something and it's like, oh, look, I'm like, I do I I, I replotted. That's not swerve, you know. Not, this is swerve. I go look up swerve block. Like what the? What is this? Yeah, hash- Who had my block. Hashtag
0: blame JD. Yes. <laughs> what
1: the fuck did I do?
0: Explain <laughs> me. Anyway, uh, good match. Keep that shit on uh, ROH. Um, backstage, we saw Miro. Miro, Miro looking good, bro. Uh, listen, CJ was in Puerto Rico, bro, rubbing elbows with former WWE employees. Something was going on there. He was like, well, my wife is mingling in uh, WWE with her friends. I'm going to show back up to work next week. Yeah, exactly maybe. what happened. Yeah, maybe. You got a little too cozy with LA Night over there, bro. I, was, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, oh, that was real close.
0: Yeah.
1: That was, ugh. Man, I...
0: Sharing Buffalo wings with Damien Priest on the beach, bro. Yeah. I
1: mean, listen, I, this is what uh, was photographed on Twitter. Hey, PR, the PR was the place to be, man. These destination cities, they tend to draw a little bit of uh, the forbidden door action because these guys are all friends, man. They all hang out together and shit. So it's, it's good to see, you know, you know, we look up and we see Trinity hanging out with with, with Jade, you know, that's, that's, that's cool stuff. You know, they all work in the same business. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, I like it. I like it. Everybody's, uh, everybody knows everybody. That's why you're blocked. The crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so he walked backstage. Uh, Renee stopped him for an interview, and he asked, uh, or she asked, rather, why he was there. He said nothing. Miro stared at her, and he took his glasses off and saw Tony Khan's name on the office door and walked into Tony Khan's office. I wonder what uh, Tony Khan's office looks like compared to uh, Vince McMahon's office.
1: Because, you, know, I mean, no you know, he's still back there, by the way. Probably no dinosaur. No dinosaur. Probably no dinosaur.
0: So uh, everybody was shocked by that. Miro is back. Oh, my God. He said nothing. He's more than likely going to be a star on Collision. And I am in 100% approval of that decision. Yeah, crowd popped. Yes, Miro Miro chance. He he was on TV for 30 seconds. Miro chance. Was he missed? Yes.
1: Yes, man. Yes. You know, if you really look at the, the landscape of AEW, they already have, God knows, because everyone has one, but they already have enough titles for two shows. Yeah. They already have enough. You can put the trios titles on one brand and the tag titles on another. Yes. You have two women's titles. You have. Uh, you Yes, have, the uh, TBS
0: title can stay on TBS.
1: The TBS, you know. The you international have,
0: title could stay wherever it needs to be. There right? you go. Know,
1: TNT title. Yeah, All well, they need yeah. is a new world champion.
0: No, they need That's one. It. They need one world champion.
1: No, no, no. If we're gonna if we're gonna keep it separated, keep it separated. Leave new world champion.
0: So you want to? Di- you, you wanna... get a
1: floating. You get a floating champion. You're opening up the door for more shenanigans of everyone floating back and forth.
0: Yeah, but this is what we wanted with Roman Reigns. We wanted one world champion. They should go back and forth.
1: They should, but there's not a true brand split there now, is it?
0: But you want to diminish MJF's run by giving somebody else a world championship that's not the AEW world
1: title? You mean like making a third world championship to say that this is the title for the person that couldn't beat Roman?
0: Yeah, let's make a consolation prize, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah the,
0: and I and, and then the let's clucky. have it, let's have a tournament of triple threat matches and call it a tournament when it's not really a tournament.
1: Bro, I call it the clucky. It's the rubber chicken title. <laughs>
0: Well, you know he's not winning that title.
1: No, no, but it's still the title for the you know the guys that couldn't beat. But yes, over. they
0: do have enough titles to actually split these titles onto separate shows. Yes,
1: they really, they really do. It, it's it, you know, it's all laid out. And yeah, sure, the world champion can float between two shows. And and me seeing MJF twice a week, it's only a good thing. Of course, it's it's only it's only a fucking good thing. But you know, for 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 the purposes of keeping it to be a true brand split. If they want to make another top champion on the other network, I would understand it. But if that's the case, I don't want to see any floating back and forth. There's no reason to. There's none. Absolutely none. It can be completely separate. If you move, then you move for good. It's not one of those I show up here this week and go back on the next week. No, this
0: is why they were already talking about, well, if the Elite is not going to be on Dynamite one week, Punk will be over there, even though he's the star of Collision. No, he stays on Collision. If that is his show, that, then he stays on that show.
1: I agree. And also, it also helps the, um, the road schedule and these loops for these wrestlers if they don't have to show up to all of these cities at all, all the time. Yeah. So I'm with it, man. I am with it.
0: MJF was uh, given a video package. We got a video package on all four pillars of AEW, starting with MJF. Uh, he basically compared all four pillars of AEW to The Beatles. And all the band members of the Beatles. He is obviously Paul McCartney. Uh, God save me! Uh, I can't remember any of the other Beatles because I don't listen to the Beatles. It's well before my time. But he compared himself to Paul McCartney. I know who Paul McCartney is. But it a Ringo, right? Yeah. Is it a Ringo? Yeah. I don't know who else. Maybe maybe me there's either. some Beatles fans in the chat. I don't know. I'm wearing a Symphony X already. I listen to fucking uh, progressive heavy metal. So I, I close my check because I'm there. You go. Keep it closed.
1: Preserving nothing. The game, going, nothing going
0: on there. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. So he talked about how he'll have the most longevity out of all the pillars. Uh, everything he's been a part of has been the greatest ever in AEW: greatest dog collar match, greatest Iron Man match in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, best feuds. He went over uh, all the top names that he's beaten. Uh, CM Punk was mentioned in this video package, by the way. So he is now. First uh, time. Yeah, he's he's coming back to television. So his name is no longer on the blacklist. There you go. And um, he says his reign of terror has just begun. Now, now that's a very subjective thing. I don't really, we don't really, Jesse, uh, compare uh, MJF's reign to a reign of terror.
1: Not yet. I don't think it's a reign he, of terror. He's definitely bowing down op- opponents and just doing what the hell he wants. You know, it, it should be obnoxious enough to be like, this guy just gets away whatever he wants and he gets to do this. You know, it... it but but he is going about his reign, just being just 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 slithering as he can be. He's trying to get out of doing big matches and things like that, you know, as opposed to Roman is just trying to smash everything that he comes across, you know. So I could see that. Not necessarily a ring of terror, but it's definitely a, a reign of dominance, though. He is he is definitely the top guy in the company.
0: Uh Joey Clemenza and Cake, thank you for your uh, very descriptive. Uh, explanation of this of this promo. MJF mentioned that he's Paul McCartney. Sammy is Ringo. Darby is John. And Jack is George Harrison.
1: Who the fuck is George Harrison?
0: I don't know, and I don't give a shit.
1: I recognize the other three, but who is George Harrison?
0: There you go. Uh, MJF only has three title defenses since winning the belt. Yes, who gives a shit? His title defenses have been fantastic. Well, why are we complaining about that?
1: He's awesome. He's awesome.
0: Video Packers were awesome tonight on AEW. They did a great job with that. Uh, we got another one of John Moxley and Kenny Omega highlighting their feud. That's uh, dated back to 2019. So uh, that was great. FTR. Speaking of great, FTR came out, and they immediately invited Mark Briscoe out to the ring, but got Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh instead.
1: Hold on. It's further away now because my new monitors. Hold on. Oh. Okay, proceed. Okay, because right. Jeff Jarrett, J
0: E double F, J A double R E double T. Jeff, just in case you guys didn't know how to spell his name. The longer I could talk about Jeff Jarrett, the happier Jesse will be. Um, they want a match for double or nothing. Demanded an answer for this tag team title match at Double or Nothing. Harwood accepts the challenge if they admit to using Mark Briscoe to get an advantage over them. Sanjay d- denied uh, this, and Mark Briscoe walked out, and he, I believe he came out with some alcoholic beverage. I wasn't sure what it was. It looked like tequila, maybe. So, uh, Briscoe said Tony Khan gave him some news that he will be the special guest referee for this tag team title match at double or nothing. Briscoe passed out, passed out cups. They want to have a toast, but uh, Dutt misted tequila in the eyes of Harwood Briscoe tried to keep the peace, and, um, Harwood was blinded here. He grabbed Briscoe and hit a pile of driver at Lethal and Company bailed as FTR, uh, basically fucked up here because of shenanigans by Jeff Jarrett and Company. Um, so, I'm not gonna shit on this segment. I didn't really, uh, I didn't well, really- I will. Uh, I didn't really care about this enough to shit on it. It was, uh. You know, some people, Jesse, I was looking at the reaction online, think that this is a very good uh, feud going into the Double or Nothing. I, I disagree. Uh, I think this is uh, bottom-of-the-barrel shit for the tag team titles and the division. But Mark Briscoe, him on TV, is always going to get a pop out of me. I love Mark Briscoe, love the Briscoes. But the fact that this is the tag team title match for Double or Nothing, bro, really, really, really just gets across how fucking garbage... The tag team division really is, bro. If this is your fucking challenge for the FTR uh, tag team title reign right here, number one out of the gate, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal.
1: Lame. I think we should split that team up. Let's put, let's put Jay Lethal on Dynamite and put Jeff Jarrett on Mars.
0: Or, or, or maybe he could go back to his office role and, and do house show work.
1: I'm, I'm kidding. And get him I, I'm off TV. I'm kidding. I mean, for the ones here that maybe have not seen me or heard me say it before or anybody in AEW has not heard me say it before, I think Jeff Jarrett has a lot to offer the AEW brand as a company. Uh, But I think it would all be best served in the backstage role, managerial, even creative, you know, I mean, live events. I mean, just this he's just not needed on screen. That's all. No,
0: no. And let's fix that tag team division, please. I think that would be great. Um, Jer- uh, J- Chris Jericho, he mentioned uh, the Briscoes. Or I believe he had Mark Briscoe on Talk is Jericho uh, recently. And uh, he did mention, I guess everybody kind of knew this, and they they have made mention of this or alluded to this early uh, in the past, uh, that WWE did not bring them in. Because they were not cosmetically pleasing enough, bro. Uh, John Laurinaitis told them, Yeah, we really like you guys, but you're not cosmetically pleasing enough to be on TV. That's what he told Jay and Mark Bresco.
1: You really you, do that really shocked you? He told AJ Lee that she wasn't fuckable enough. All that's, I, that's what John Laurenidas told AJ Lee.
0: That, that's that's all I need to know.
1: That's literally that's, what. Imagine, imagine, imagine
0: saying that, bro. Now AJ is a fucking knockout, right?
1: That that being, you know, and first and foremost, AJ is gorgeous. April Mendez is gorgeous, but that's besides the point. How professional are you to tell your employee that you're not fuckable enough,
0: bro? This is the same. Yes, that's. I mean, I hope John is fucking rots in hell, bro. Fuck that guy. I hope he. I hope he go jump, jumps into a fucking. Uh, uh, a vat of poison, and he's deformed for the rest of his life. Fuck him. Um, imagine, bro, saying that to the Briscoes. Meanwhile, this same company has employed Mankind. He was the WWE champion. Uh, they they, they employed, saw
1: that, how much—that's a great point. They saw how much, how much he endeared to the fans, Mankind, Mick Foley. Yes. They, I mean, they, he just connected with the fans, but these guys are, no, no, you can't because you a, uh, I
0: guess I guess Mick Foley was cosmetically pleasing to the fan base, Jesus right? Christ, what, about, uh, what about putting fucking Kane in a big red mask? He was a WWF champion at one point, right? What about the Bushwhackers? Were they cosmetically pleasing to the fucking WWE audience? I'm just fucking naming people off the top of my head that I know. Luke and Bush. Yep. The Bushwhackers. I mean, holy it's fucking serious. shit. This is it's why Bronson me. Reed was fired. Nobody believed me. He was not cosmetically pleasing to Bruce and Vince McMahon. He was the biggest pet project of Triple H and NXT, and then he goes to fucking work two dark matches after SmackDown, and then he's fired. Why? Because they because thought he was fat. That's because why. Vince didn't want Finns didn't want to fuck him. Well, I mean, <laughs> God, I hope John. I, I hope John, I, I, Listen, man, I paid good money to see Bronson Reed hit a fucking tsunami or three on John Laurinaitis. Oh my! God. Ridiculous! Imagine one of the greatest tag teams in the history of this industry, bro. You're not good enough to be on TV because you're ugly as shit. Are you fucking serious? Did he care when Jay Briscoe was uh, tragically killed in a fucking car accident? Probably not. Did he regret it? Probably not. Could have been the best signing of his fucking life. He don't give a fuck. Fuck
1: him. Can't stand it. If if, if, if you have your own reasons as to why you just don't want to hire the Briscoes, it's understandable. It it really is. You you know, not... they might not be every organization's cup of tea. But to, to say something like that is just disrespectful and, and rude. And you're supposed to be a Fortune 500 company. You're supposed to be traded, you know, on a New York Stock Exchange. You're telling people, oh, you're just too fucking ugly. What is, what is this? I guess, Yo-
0: uh, I, I guess Yokozuna wasn't cosmetically pleasing to the eye either, right? What is this? What about Umaga?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God.
0: What gosh. about Bastion Booger? Remember him? Now we're going back in time here. How about the boogeyman? Yeah, the boogeyman. What about the boogeyman? Anybody else?
1: God, dude.
0: Fuck out of here, man. Ridiculous. Uh, Moving on. So, I mentioned that because of Mark Briscoe, and then Renee immediately following this segment, backstage with Chris Jericho. Uh, Renee asked Chris Jericho... Uh, about Adam Cole last week, getting the best of him. Jericho said Adam Cole created an unsafe work environment and has a court order saying if Jericho is in the arena, Cole is banned. Roderick Strong walked in and called Jericho delusional. Strong challenges Jericho to a false count anywhere match next week, which Jericho accepts. Jericho tells him to be careful what he wishes for because he's got an army behind him. Roderick Strong handed Jericho a document saying that the Jericho Appreciation Society are also banned from the arena next week and it will be one-on-one.
1: We'll see. There
0: you go. Listen, man, Roderick versus Chris Jericho. Sign me up.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to play that one out, man. This is Roddy's first singles match and this is Chris Jericho. Uh,
0: If anybody is tweeting out basketball scores in the chat, get them out, please.
1: My chat is closed.
0: Just get him out. I mean, you, 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 you. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You should not be I talking about basketball scores in the chat. I knew it. I knew it. Anybody that posts anything NBA related and releases a score in the chat, get him out.
1: Don't even care. guys. For those for those who posted it, maybe you showed up after I've already said it at the start. But I'm I'm recording the game and I want to watch it when the stream is done. I don't want to get this spoiled.
0: Excalibur talking about Miro showing up earlier in Tony Khan's office. And then all of a sudden, Thunder Rosa shows up. Rosa says, tonight is the night to get answers. And it's a good night to speak to Poppy Khan. She kind of came off very uh, Razor Ramon-esque in this one, bro.
1: Yeah, man. It seemed like this. she was a... Uh... She got that little swagger about it. Tonight's a yeah.
0: good, good time to talk to Poppy Khan and walks into his office.
1: She's like, we got to square this shit away about this. This shit you've been airing on Wednesdays after Dynamite talking shit about me. Let's let's, let's talk about this shit, man.
0: It's all access show, Poppy Con. I got uh, four episodes of you talking shit on me by your woman, Britt Baker, over here. What's going on? Your
1: girlfriend over here. What is going on, bruh?
0: Hi, Brittany. Hi, Britt. How you doing? Listen, honey, I'm sorry about that t-shirt fiasco. Hey, listen. It is what it is. You made money on it. Was number one sell a T-shirt? Good for you. Yes. Good for you. I, I I wouldn't be caught dead wearing it, but good for you, man. Well, Hopefully, you some. Made
1: Jericho made. wearing it the very next night. Real smart. There you go. Perfect. That's what you do. You double. That's what you do. You double down on it, man. There
0: Perfect. you go. We got a video package of Sammy Guevara about uh, the main event of Double or Nothing. Jericho said he brought in Guevara not to be a sidekick, but to be a star. I believe him when he says that. Absolutely. That's a shoot. Tay Conti mentioned the main event is where he belongs, b- being born to do this. Guevara said, to any kid out there who has a dream, it could come true. This absolutely came off as if Guevara was going to be a babyface going into this match. And uh, listen, I mean, it might not be the most blowaway main event that AEW's ever done, but, you know, like we talked about on Twitter tonight uh, with uh, Andrew take a Drew, uh, this is more of a uh, throwback and a thank you to the fans, bro. All the good shit is coming up later in the summer. This is uh, AEW saying, hey, this is where we started. This is where we came from. This is the year where where everything's coming full circle. We're, get, we're getting this match. That's exactly uh, what it is.
1: A match like this is definitely what brings AEW fans to the dance. This is what we came to see. These four young studs go at it for the world title in the main event. That's what AEW fans are here to see. Not Jeff Jarrett, not Oldberg, but a match like this. This is what we want. This is why we're here. Perfect.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Orange Cassidy, he defended the international title against Daniel Garcia. Uh, excellent match. This was this was excellent. Daniel Garcia is fucking great. Uh, I just... There's just something about him, bro. You know, great pro wrestler. He's got he's got some charisma. He's got an attitude. But I don't know what the fuck he's wearing out there, bro. It looks like he's ready for a, a Ricky Martin fucking music video. What the fuck is he wearing out there? He didn't even look like yeah. a wrestler.
1: Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even care. He's awesome. But I, I, I think you're right about his charisma. I think when he started and he came in as a baby face, I think that lack of charisma showed. But I think the second he turned heel, all that personality came right out. You yeah. Know, uh, maybe, maybe Jericho brought it out of him, you know, maybe the JAS brought it out of him hanging out with, you know, uh, 2.0 over here and everything else. You know, those guys are very extremely charismatic and it seems to be rubbing off on Daniel Garcia because his in-ring work is already undeniable. You know, when he did that, when he did that um, superplex. into the Falcon arrow attempt, you know, it, it reminded me of Seth. And if you really look at it and think about it, as far as in-ring work goes, Daniel Garcia is right up there on par with a Seth Rollins, man. The guy's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would put him in that category for sure. I mean, he's he never has a bad match.
1: No, no, he, he's great. He he's nowhere near the levels of charisma with Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong, but in ring work, bell to bell, I would love to see a Daniel Garcia go toe to toe with with Seth Rollins, man. Uh, he's an
0: entertainer, JD. That's why he wears what he wears. Uh, listen, man, you know, I, I'm 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 big on aesthetics. I, I'm not really a big fan of the look. Um, but, I mean, he's a technical wrestler, man. He's, he's, he's one of them, uh, he's one of them Zack Sabre, you know, slash Bret Hart yeah. guys. Um, not really my style, Zack Sabre style, but, I mean, Daniel Garcia is uh, is good enough to not really build an entire round, uh, match around fucking uh, wrist locks and uh, octopus yeah. holds and fucking exactly. four-minute submissions. So, that's, yeah. uh, that's great. Uh, Cassidy blocked a superplex... Garcia hit a uh, move, and he's attacking the hands of Orange Cassidy. And Cassidy fights out, delivers a stun stun dog millionaire. Garcia comes back with a dragon screw. Cassidy avoided a sharpshooter. They go back and forth with a slugfest. Cassidy is uh, using forearms. Garcia traps Cassidy's hands in his pockets and tried for a stuffed pile driver with his hands in the pockets. Cassidy gets a beach break. Out of it, goes for a two count. Garcia avoided an orange punch, and he hit uh, Orange Cassidy with a low drop kick. And then uh, Garcia mocked Cassidy with the low, soft Orange Cassidy kicks. And then he followed with a snap pile driver. Cassidy fired off some strikes. Another beach break by Cassidy. Garcia kicked out, and he quickly transitioned into a dragon tamer. So, Cassidy almost got a fish hook to escape. Garcia transitioned into a crossface, stomping on the bad hand. You know, they really made it close here during this transition here with the crossface and stomping on the hand. I thought Orange Cassidy was going to tap out and we were going to get a new international champion, but that was not the case. Garcia went into uh, a position where he wanted to kind of fix himself and reposition himself. He ended up uh, eating a pin, uh, a crucifix flash pin by Orange Cassidy, gets the win And he retains the international championship. One thing I'm noticing about these Orange Cassidy matches, Jesse, I'm glad this one didn't open the show because it was getting a little repetitive. Uh, I'm glad we saw this later on in the show, number one. Uh, Number two, the matches that Orange Cassidy has put on with this title, bro, yeah, they're lacking story. Yeah, it's more like an open challenge and a a revolving door of opponents. But, I mean, he's, he's building that title up to be right underneath the world championship. I mean, this is their version of the intercontinental championship, which... You know, I don't mind, and uh, I love the way the title's feeling right now, so he's doing a great job at making that title look good, and Tony Khan's making a, a, a great, um, you know, international championship on TV. Number three, you can tell that his, his luck, bro, is about to run out, man. He's winning these matches by fucking hook or by crook. It's yeah. only a matter of time of, of who's going to win, man. He's winning this match here with a fucking roll-up crucifix after back-and-forth pins with, uh, with Daniel Garcia. Who is going to be next to actually win this championship, man? Because you see that he's nearing that end of the line, and it's going to be one of these weeks. He's not going to have enough in the tank, and he's going to lose.
1: Yeah, not only that, you know, commentary made it a point to mention that he has not lost since August of last year. You know, basically, we're going into the next summer, so this guy's basically going on a year without losing. So, I mean, that, that's that's good. I mean, I mean, a lot of people have have laid down. And, and giving up the W to, to Orange Cassidy. So it's, it's it's important that you make that important in his run. You know, that he's he's beating so many people and everything else. And the other thing they're trying to do here is, is TK is trying to put it to rest that Orange Cassidy can't wrestle. All he does is walk around slow. So that's dead it. That's dead it. That's Anyone out there with the narrative of Orange Cassidy doesn't know how to wrestle does not have a leg to stand on anymore.
0: I, 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 I really don't understand that, bro. Like, where are these people coming from? Like, how, how the fuck do you say he's a bad wrestler?
1: They, I mean, it's probably the same people that just shill for WWE. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing at that part. Maybe there are actual AEW fans that don't like him as well. I don't know. But you can't, you, you, no longer can you say that the guy can't wrestle. If you're just not a fan of the gimmick, that's okay. Guys, that's Okay. There are plenty of great wrestlers out there where I just hate the gimmick so much I don't like them. Emi Sakura, prime example. I can't stand Emi Sakura. She cringes to me, she gets on my nerves. But never once have you heard me say that she couldn't wrestle. I've put her wrestling over many a time. She can work, she's a veteran, she's appreciated, she's respected. Who? She's helped train so many, so many women wrestlers in, in New Japan. She knows what she's doing. I just hate the gimmick. Who are we talking about? You heard me, man. Come on.
0: Emmy who? Emmy. Okay. All right. Sakura. Okay. Do I, do I know who that is? Emmy Sakura. I don't know who that is, bro. I don't watch Dark. There is no Dark. Good. There is no Dark. There is a Dark. It's called
1: Rampage. No, it's called ROH. That too. <laughs> There, there's dark and dark elevations. <laughs> ROH <laughs> rampage. <R-O-H. laughs>
0: I'm only joking, Chad. I know who Emmy Sakura is. Okay. Holy shit! God forbid I say something bad about Emmy Sakura, man. The fucking pitchforks come out. Oh
1: God, I do it. I, Why well, I used to do it every week.
0: Jesse's secret wife, Emmy Sakura. Oh God,
1: dude. I closed the chat for a reason. Oh, read them off to me. I
0: mean, uh, I mean, if you seen Anna J tonight, I mean, I don't know who's making every sound. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Tony Brown, where are you, bro? Tony Brown.
1: Shout out to Tony Brown.
0: Um, Christian Cage.
1: Oh my money!
0: My goodness, man! I, I'm yes. gonna, I'm gonna say this right now because uh, I, I, I could say whatever I want. I love this man, bro. This, this is this, this, <laughs> this guy is fucking. This guy's incredible so good. He is fucking so good, man. He's out there. Man, I don't know what it is, bro. Uh Listen, Detroit, he knows how to get a crowd riled up, man. But I swear to God, whoever, I know, that I'm pretty sure it was his idea, man. Whoever's idea it was for him to walk out. Wearing a fucking turtleneck and being the way that he is, bro. I mean, bro, the turtleneck, the turtleneck adds about like 75% heel dick.
1: Who who wears a turtleneck? For
0: Christian Cage's character, bro.
1: What a dick.
0: (laughs) He's like, he he takes, he takes his maximum prickness to the fucking, uh, you know, uh, utmost degree. 110% prick with the turtleneck. Without the turtleneck, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like bro, it's like the turtleneck is his superpower, bro. It's like his finishing move. Like he's charging himself up. He's out there. Hey, I need, I need the. T-. It's like it's, it's like he's Mario, bro, going for a mushroom. You know.
1: He said, he said Detroit was the worst city in the country. <laughs> they said Edge was better. <laughs> this
0: this guy walks out. This guy walks out with Luchasaurus. And Shivani's in the ring. Uh, And noted that Wardlow and Arn Anderson aren't there tonight. He asked Christian how he came to name himself the number one contender for the TNT title. I I would love to know this question myself as we raised this concern last week. Christian said Detroit is the worst city in the country. So be quiet when he when he talks. So the fans started chanting, asshole, asshole, and then they started chanting, Edge is better. Edge is
1: better. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Detroit, man. That was awesome.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm taking Christian Cage at this stage of the game over over Edge. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, Edge is better.
0: (laughs) He said someone of his accomplishments is afforded certain benefits, such as marching into the boss's office and getting what he asks for. Christian asked about the daddy issues so many wrestlers have in AEW. Fans then started to chant, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the man legitimately looked around and smiled, man. I, I tell you, man, that is, the, that is the fucking golden chant you want to hear, man. If you're a heel and you don't get a shut the fuck up chant, I don't think you've lived, bro. I don't
1: think uh, you've lived. <laughs> Detroit was
0: fucking awesome tonight. <laughs> he said Wardlow found the father figure he was looking for, and it so happens Arn Anderson was looking for a new son himself. He said Arn's son, Brock, is is under contract to AEW. Uh, Christian said Arn was the other guy in a tag team with Tully Blanchard. He then listed his accomplishments and says he's accomplished more than Arn. How many world titles did you win, Arn? Oh, yeah, that's right. Zero. He's going to spit in Wardlow's face and show him his days as TNT champion are over. And then he says in closing,
1: Detroit, kiss my ass. The best
0: part of the entire show was this promo.
1: You can tell that last part was impromptu. He just stole the mic from Shivani and said, give me this, dude. Hold on. And then he walks out with such prick-like
0: swagger, bro. He's like fucking chest in the air with his with his fucking, with his, uh, his turtleneck. Where does he shop for these turtlenecks, man? I need one. Oh, I don't one. know. I, don't I
1: need know. one. What a prick. It's the spring, bro. We're damn near in summer. He's wearing a turtleneck in the spring.
0: I don't know. We fucking. How hot does it get in Detroit, man?
1: If it was like Chicago, it was too hot for a turtleneck, man.
0: Listen, man, I'm not. Uh, I'm excited about the match because Christian's a part of it. But uh, do they realistically back themselves into a corner with Christian and Wardlow, bro? I mean, uh, I,
1: don't man, I don't know. You know, you just you just know Luchasaurus is gonna be get involved somehow. And if and if I had to if I had to take an educated guess at it, I'm looking at Christian as the new fucking champion. Because that title can't stay anywhere for more than a couple of weeks.
0: I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do with the championship. But uh, I'm looking forward to the match. Whether it happens at the pay-per-view or not, I have no idea. Uh, Wardlow wasn't on the show tonight. And Christian just continues to to be a beacon of light on the show. You know, I I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I would call him a legend. You know, he's done more in the managerial role, yes, than uh, he has in the performer role. But if you're looking at legends that AEW's brought in, bro, it's Sting and then Christian. They're they're like neck and neck as far as Tony Khan's utilage of, or usage, I should say, uh, of legends. legends. I mean, it's fucking incredible. So you're saying
1: that those two are are being treated correctly. Yes. What What about Jeff Jarrett? But
0: Jarrett can go. Don't get me wrong, but should he be on TV? No. He should not be on TV. At do no.
1: if, if we get if we got Jeff Jarrett as little as we got Sting and Christian Cage, there'll be no problems. There'll be no be no complaints about Jarrett, dude. I no. mean, he'd be out there helping getting younger Talent over just like the other legends are. Great. You, you do a match here and there. That's fine. You get involved in the storylines. Perfect. You're competing for the tag team titles. Get the fuck out of here, man! Stop it. If
0: Stop you're a, it. if you're a young talent in that company, man, and not asking Christian for promo advice, I don't know what you're doing.
1: You know, people say, "Well, oh, well, Christian's competing for the TNT title." Okay, this is one match that Christian is doing for a title, and I, no one plans on him winning. Either. No, I don't expect him to win, at least.
0: We go into another promo or vignette from Darby Allen who said his purpose in life isn't washing dishes or cleaning toilets at a 99 cent store, but it's to be a pro wrestler. So they show Darby with his dad at a skateboard park in his dad's backyard. His dad has a fucking skateboard rink in his backyard. He says he does crazy things to break mental barriers and make him understand he's capable of so much more than people said he was capable of. He says his training is obviously on dirt bikes and dune buggies and skateboards. But how does that, how is that training for pro wrestler uh, or training to be a pro wrestler in a championship match? He says, Do you see my wrestling style? Mm-hmm. He's, he's a fucking uh, jumping off uh, everything uh, known to man. So
1: and he's used to falling and getting back up.
0: Yep. And then um, he says he wants to give back to the company because it's given so much to him. Sting then touted Darby in this vignette. Uh, and Darby's path to wrestling, noting that he had no family members helping him get in. This was great. All these were great. MJF's was great. Sammy's was great. Uh, Darby's was great. Jungle Boy's was great. So good on AEW yeah. uh, showing these vignettes, man. Really kind of sets the table for what's happening in that main event.
1: I did, I, I did like how they structured that. They, they littered those promos throughout the night to show the importance. Not only show the importance of the match but help bring people up to speed as to who these guys are if they were unfamiliar with them and why they were competing for a world title. I thought this was a brilliant idea.
0: Yep. Anna J. A.S. Woo! Janet. Anna J. A.S. against Julia Hart in a no-holds-barred match. Uh, I, I got to say, bro, I don't watch a lot of Dark. I haven't watched Dark at all. Uh, I don't know where Julia was performing. I'm assuming it was on Dark. But, man, her entrance, man, I got a glimpse of the uh, House of Black solo Julia entrance tonight. I'm a fan.
1: That's awesome. I think that's new music, too, by the
0: way. Yeah, I think that music was great. And she was singing along, man, like a witch.
1: That was an awesome entrance. Loved
0: it. Uh, Anna Jay uh, attacked Julia Hart during her ring entrance with a steel chair. And uh, this was uh, no holes barred. I thought the ladies actually had a decent match here. They went about 10 minutes or so. They got a lot of time and uh, each well, uh, each woman tried uh, setting up weapons uh, a little bit into this match. Uh, it backfired. Jay was uh, thrown into a chair that was in the corner. Uh, Julia Hart slammed uh, face-first onto uh, a stack of chairs on the outside. Anna Jay then placed a the trash can over uh, Julia Hart in the corner and then uh, did one of uh, Tony Storm's sweet-cheek musics in the corner on Julia in the trash can. So... She went down for a little bit, and Jay piled up a bunch of chairs in the ring. Hart spun out of a brain buster, fought to the corner, hit a superplex, which was supposed to be, I believe, on the the, the whole plethora of steel chairs in the middle of the ring, but Julia Hart, the way she came off with the superplex on Anna Jay, uh, missed all the chairs, and uh, I would probably say thankfully because that would have fucking sucked if it actually went as it should. And Hart sank in what she calls heartless while they were laying on the chairs and Anna J submitted and Julia Hart wins. Uh, Jesse, you uh, pinpointed that you feel like Julia Hart may have broken a rib in this match.
1: Yeah, it looks like that chair spot, the way she immediately went and grabbed for her side and then was favoring it for the whole match. Maybe it was just a sore spot, maybe it was a bruise. The way she was moving, it, it looked like she may have cracked something. or
0: well, maybe it was just good selling on Julia Hart.
1: Maybe it was fantastic selling. Maybe it was fantastic selling, man. I've I've, I've put over Julia Hart's work. I, I think her gimmick work has has grown leaps and bounds. Um, especially if you haven't been paying attention to her. I mean, she she was just a cheerleader before and boring. In the ring, she was working at it. Same now. She is working at it. She is improving, but like you've probably seen tonight in this match, she has adjusted her ring style to fit her gimmick, and her moves are now a little bit more slower and more methodical and and more impactful, and it fits her style a lot more. And she is working that gimmick, man. I think she's doing a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, when you look at the the landscape of... Of women's pro wrestlers in AEW, you got your Brits and your Jades and Soraya's and your Tony Storms and, and your Jamie haters and obviously all the top women in the division. Uh, when when you look at most improved uh, year over year, knowing where Julia Hart came from, I, I would say that Julia Hart may be the most improved out of all the women in the AEW division.
1: I could agree with it. I could agree with that. Over the last uh, year or so, absolutely. You know, I I, I I strapped that title to Britt Baker when when she started off in the company and then we turned back and looked at her again about a year or so later, and it was well-deserved. You know, she she had massive improvements. And same thing here with Julia Hart, man. If you go back to vanilla version of Julia Hart versus what we have right now, night and day. She's fantastic.
0: Yeah, are not even the same person. I mean, she's got some nope. great, great minds to fucking feed off of as well to – Get that gimmick to work. She's got Brody to feed off of. She got Malachi who's been doing this for years. Buddy Matthew's been doing this for years. So she's she's surrounded bit with with fucking top-tier talent to to mold her into how she should work now with this gimmick. And clearly you see the influence.
1: Not not only that, man, I I I don't I didn't like want to put this out there, you know, like keeping my kayfabe a little bit. Mm. But when when I met Julia and, and Lee. Um, And we discussed and had a talk about, you know, what we were going to do and everything else and just chit chatted for a few minutes. And then we went out to go to go shoot, you know, right away. She wanted to make sure when she left that hotel, she wanted to make sure she put that eye patch on and live her gimmick, you know, right away. She wants she did not want to be seen not in gimmick. And guys, she I mean, what was she like, 18 years old at that time, something like that, bro? That 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 is something to to pay attention to, man. You don't see that kind of character work from someone that young. You normally, they're focused on just trying to get the um the mechanics down and the basics down. But she's that zeroed in on her character already where she doesn't even want to be seen in public out of gimmick. I like that about her, man.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, that's exactly what you want to see, too. It's one of my favorite aspects of the entire business, honestly, watching somebody grow like that. 18 years old to watch. What is she, 21 now? Probably, and, uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean... She's killing awesome. it. Awesome. I thought this was a solid match. Anna J, I wish I could say the same for him, man. There's just something about Anna J. You know, obviously we 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 know what she's capable of. She, yeah. she. It, it looks like she wants to work. She, you know, beautiful woman. She'll get in there and she'll fucking fight you. She'll it's take. She'll, a, fight. she'll take a. It. She'll take a bump. A lot yes. of women that look that fucking beautiful, bro. They will not take a fucking bump, and they will be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. You know, but she gets in there. I don't know what it is. I think it's in her mannerisms. She needs yeah. to kind of tone that shit. down. It, it comes off a little bit too much over the top, a little cringy at times. But, man, if you're going to take someone like Anna J and throw her in a match like that, man, she's going to fucking go out there and do the shit that she needs to. She's not going to, oh, my God, my yes. hair extension. or Oh, my God, my nail. Oh, my God, you punched me in the face. She's going to go in there and fucking no. kick her ass.
1: And I no, like that uh, about yeah. her. I w- yeah, I was going to say the very same thing about her. I mean... I mean, I'm I'm just look, guys. Before I start, I'm not here to just blow sunshine up everyone's asses of the of the matches that I like. I thought this match was fantastic and it was great. Um, as far as Anna J's in ring work, um, I think it does need some improving, and and she is working on it and she is improving on it. But like JD just said, this is the most important part about Anna J. She will go out there and fucking fight. She is not scared to take a bump. She is not scared to deliver. Um, some impactful offense, and that, like he said, I can appreciate that. Man, she is not worried about her fucking looks and everything else. When she come out, and especially she had that fucking look on her face tonight that she was ready to fucking fight. She didn't wait for the entrance to be over. She went in. Anna Jay in a street fight is the best Anna Jay because it does limit the wrestling moves that she has to do, and I think that's where we appreciate her in ring work a lot more. She had that big knockdown dragout fight with her uh, and and Ty. And um, they look great out there. You know, Ty Mello's another one, man. I mean, very gorgeous. Not scared to go out there and fight, you know. And, and, and Ty Mello's a trained fighter. I and mean, then she shows that in the ring. She's not scared to go out there and take a punch in the face. And we can see that. And we appreciate yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Renee, the busiest woman of the entire night, Renee. All over man. the place. Uh, she's yeah. back there with the best friends, Bandito, uh, Orange Cassidy, who was uh, licking his wounds after his match with Daniel Garcia, who said he thinks there's room for three more titles in his backpack. Uh, Renee asked what their stipulation is for the House Rules match, which caught the Best Friends off guard. What are they talking about? What are you talking about? So Trent said, I would like there to be no spooky witches at ringside, referring to Julia Hart. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't really understand what the House Rules were, so Best Friends and Bandito walked out to the ring, and Orange Cassidy was standing there with Renee, and Renee's like, how you doing, Orange? I'm tired. I'm really tired, Renee. I don't know why I found that so funny, but I I laughed. So uh, that match is taking place now. The House of Black versus the Best Friends in a Trios Open Challenge match. This was for the titles. Uh, they did something a little different here, bro. Um, if this is going to be the the going rule for the House Rules match when the House of Black wrestle, the entire arena was very, very dimmed. Like, you could not see the audience at all. And there was a huge white spotlight on the center of the arena in the ring. And the ring only. If that's going to be, man, I love it. I yes. don't like to see that every week. I don't like to see that every match. But if me, these, I, I don't want it to go away. I I know. I mean, that was I mean that was AEW in the early days, man. They dimmed that fucking crowd like the old NXT crowds used to do for the takeovers. But love I like it. I like that it's vibrant. I like that you can see the audience now. It's very well lit. But if they're going to keep this to their rules, man, and this is going to be their home turf type of deal, I think that's great. I love that.
1: So you're saying you like this better than the Firefly Flunhouse Red? Absolutely. I and mean, Come on, bro. The Firefly I mean,
0: Flunhouse. I mean, well, I, I was blinded watching those matches.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, who? Well, who, who yeah. did, was there anyone that legitimately liked that shit?
1: Let's see. I don't
0: even really think Bray liked that shit. I don't even think that was Bray's idea.
1: Let me see. Let me see if I can do it.
0: Yeah, let me, uh, I mean. Firefly
1: Flunhouse, let's see if
0: I can. I mean, if I shut my light off. <laughs> You'll see the green screen in the background. Watch.
1: Oh. Firefly. There you muscles. go. Oh, oh my God. Look at how
0: spooky we are.
1: Ooh! About all the lights are back there. I can't turn those off. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, I could do, uh, I could shut the lights off and I could go.
2: This episode of Dynamites <laughs> is very scary. Oh, no.
1: I'm gonna be getting Hobbits for a second
2: there. Hobbits!
0: <laughs> 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 Man, listen, I could seriously do Lord of the Rings here. <laughs> Where are you,
1: Battle Rider? Frodo is your name. What we that? should do we should do a lights out stream one fucking. Yeah. Yeah, lights wait.
0: out stream. <laughs> House rule OTS rules. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh this was uh this was fun while it lasted. Man went eight minutes. Um I thought the look of it was great. And it definitely had a very old school vibe to it. And um of course, the House of Black, had, they had a good night in general. Julia won, they won, so all members of the House of Black were uh, with the W today. Uh, Black finished Chuck E.T. off with a Dante's Inferno for the win. That was basically uh, what happened here. Not, not, not really all that exciting. Uh, basically a throwaway match, squash match for the House of Black, which is a good thing to see because they need some wins.
1: Yeah. Um, Julia looked strong earlier. Um, Malachi always looks great, man. Buddy, good to see him on TV at least. I mean, Jesus, man. Yep and i think i think brody king is a future world champion i think he's very underrated i think brody king is a goddamn killer and i think when he breaks away he is definitely world champion material
0: i think so i mean uh buddy is uh I could see him win any title in the company, really. Malachi, yes. I could see him win any title in the company. Brody is a fucking savage. He could win a world championship. He's, they, they could win any championship in this company that they want. That's so good yes. Yes.
1: yes, yes. They are killers, dude. All of them. It's great. It's great to see. It's, it's really, and we've, we've asked for these guys. We've asked for guys to be put on our TV and, you know, all these different stars and the House of Black is now being put on our TV and they're being treated and booked strong. And everyone's loving it. No notes. No one's complaining. House of Black looks great. All fans are happy. Keep it up.
0: Sorry, I got, uh, I got fucking cats running wild in the fucking venue, bro. (laughs) Is she cat back up there again? (laughs) No, I got, I got, I got my fucking baby cat eating, eating Bacardi's medicine food and it's, Oh God! I can't. Yeah, before the stream, the cat jumped up on the fucking desk. It's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> I got I, I gotta have eyes in the back of my fucking head to watch which which cat is eating whose food, jumping on my desk. Fucking, it's a run in. It's a run in. Fucking Christ! Anyway, uh, a- Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. We had a vignette on Jungle Boy. Jack Perry talked about his start in pro wrestling. Being in a backyard ring, he said he knew this was what he wanted since he was a little kid. Christian said, of all the pillars, he aligned with Jack Perry because he thought he had the most talent and he stands by him. So what do we got? Christian Cage breaking character here, bro. We just got this guy getting fuck you chants out there. Now he's putting over Jack Perry. What the fuck are we doing here? I don't understand. it. So he said uh, Perry can get his head. Uh, if Barry, uh, Perry can get his head out of his ass, he can win that title. Well, strong words there by Christian Cage. Uh, Perry said MJF wrestles about four times a year. He says he, only, he never wanted to sing show tunes on TV, but rather he wanted to be the best pro wrestler. He said the pillars are all really different from one another, and he doesn't like any of them. So the match will be a spectacular match with four hungry guys all wanting to prove that they are the best. Again, all great vignettes. No problem with this. Uh, excellent on AEW to really shine these guys in a different light across the show. Loved it. Yeah. Excalibur hyped up Rampage. We got the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn versus Kip Sabian Butcher and Blade. Pass. Action Andretti versus Kyle Fletcher of the uh, United Empire. Pass. Tony Storm versus Allison K Pass. <sighs> And Swerve Strickland with Brian Cage versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds. That decent. decent. Pass. And the guns. The gun club will speak. For the first time since losing the time. They're going to speak. Wow, they're going to speak.
1: We're going to get to find out what the gun club has to say, guys.
0: Uh, Ricky Starks versus Jay White. Not happening at Double or Nothing. It's happening next week on Dynamite. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Jericho and The Outcasts versus Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida. Uh, We got two double or nothing matches taking place next week, bro. What the fuck are we doing?
1: I feel like that match has already happened. Maybe I'm off on that
0: one. I don't know. With Shida, it hasn't happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's your Dynamite Rampage. All right. Uh, Kenny Omega. And John Moxley, this is the Steel Cage main event of the evening. This was uh excellent. I thought this was fucking fantastic. Uh if you guys uh made a gamble on John Moxley bleeding in this match, you oh. won a lot of money. A lot of money. But uh it wasn't as profuse and uh vile as we've seen it before. It was very maintained, very contained. <laughs> the scary part yeah.
1: is we've seen worse.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, we've seen this guy fucking spill buckets of blood, but in this one was it was a very contained violence, which was great. Yeah, so they brawled at the start on the stage, and Brian Danielson's on commentary. Uh, Claudio and Wheeler attacked Omega at ringside. The young bucks ran out, and both factions brawling on the stage, uh, Brian was coerced into getting involved, and he did not. So, Omega and Moxley finally entered the cage. The match began. uh, Slugfest going back and forth. Omega won the slugfest. He hit You can't escape on Moxley for two. Omega then was going underneath the ring and pulled out a barbed wire wrapped steel chair. He threw it at Moxley right in the face. That's what busted him open. Omega then draped the chair on the back and connected with a double stomp on Moxley and the barbed wire chair. Moxley is bleeding and uh, it took about five minutes. For everybody keeping score at home. Uh, I want to say this about the steel cage matches in AEW, bro. I absolutely love the fact that AEW has a fucking cameraman in there and filming the action, and we don't get a WWE-style steel cage where the majority of the action is shot outside via the hard cam or the guys on the outside, and they got to look in to the cage by being on the outside. They were physically in the cage tonight, man. There was one cameraman in the cage. I love that. I don't know if WWE has cameramen in their cages, but that was I, I, I I just noticed that tonight. I, I'm like, does WWE do that? Because I don't remember that happening.
1: It didn't stick out to me. It didn't stick out to me at all. I just I just I just know that the, the the aesthetics of the match were were very satisfying. The way they they shot the hell out of it, man. From the top, you know, from the inside, you know, apparently, and everything else. Everything was very well coordinated. Even when the big spot at the end. You know, the cameras were in the exact right uh place at the right moment. Yep. Um, I thought it would I thought I thought it was shot very well. You know, shout out to the, you know, who's the who's the Kevin Dunn over here again?
0: Mike Mansory.
1: That's right. Um, between between the House of Black match and the way that this cage match was shot, um, very good tonight. Very good aesthetics tonight.
0: Moxley launched Omega spine first into the cage. And uh, he got his uh, payback with the barbed wire chair to the back. Danielson was smiling from the violence that he was watching. Omega responded with a Katara crusher. A body slam onto the chair. Moxley delivered uh, one of his own. Uh, Suplex to Omega on the chair. Moxley then unscrewed the corner turnbuckle and used the steel uh, parition of the turnbuckle uh, to uh, basically claw... At Omega's mouth, bro. There was the hook on the turnbuckle bar, and he put it in Omega's mouth, and he was jaw- uh, basically ripping uh, Omega's mouth open with the fucking steel at the end of that, like a fish hook. It was, the crowd was chanting, you sick fuck, you sick fuck. So, making assumptions of that.
1: Bro, Ma- let's, let's not leave out the fact it took Mox like 14 years to get that damn turnbuckle undone.
0: Well, I mean. Like he not- hasn't
1: broke down a ring in quite some time.
0: I know. Well, Moxley then, after this, he goes underneath the ring and he grabs a bag. Here, I thought it was fucking thumbtacks. It was shards of broken glass. Jesus. And it was spread out all over the place. Omega hits a neckbreaker, not on the shards, but a neckbreaker. Omega tried for a one-winged angel on the glass, but Moxley locked in a rear naked choke and they teased going on the glass. Omega took a few steps forward and fell back, driving Moxley back first into the glass where he laid basically frozen because of shards of glass in his back. Omega then rolled through a pile driver attempt into a charging knee for a double down of both guys. Crowd is just chanting on, watching this violence. So both men get to their feet. Another striking battle until Omega hits multiple pump knees, Snapdragon, V-trigger on Moxley, and this V-trigger, bro, it was so hard. They were on the ropes and the cage and the V trigger hit Moxley so hard that both of them fell through the cage. Moxley fell like he fucking fell right down on his head onto the outside. Omega was actually stuck in between the fucking ring, the bar of the cage and the fucking mesh of the cage. I thought he legitimately injured himself. Yeah, it it was crazy. So uh, Omega's on the outside. He calls Doc Samson over. He's fucking checking on him. Moxley gets up, and they're continuing the match. Uh, he recovered first. He grabbed the screwdriver from ringside. He pushed somebody down. I think it was like a crew member or a cameraman. Don Callis gets into the ring and grabs the screwdriver from John Moxley. Omega hits a one-winged angel. He was about to win the match because nobody kicks out. Callis takes the screwdriver and jams it into Omega's head, shocks the crowd, Moxley drapes his arm over Omega and wins the match. Don Callis had a smile on his face. He turned on Kenny Omega. Danielson had no idea, he says. Sure thing, bro. Sure thing. No idea what was going to happen. And he sat there, leaned in his chair, smiling. Omega got to his knees. Callis was about to finally give him a screwdriver shot to the head one more time. He thought about it. He whispered something to Omega. He kissed him on the forehead and then shoved him down as Omega was laying on his back. And the show ended with Callis walking off and Moxley standing tall with Omega losing the Steel Cage main event. I thought this was fucking great. Crowd was very hot for the Don Callis turn. And uh, for everybody asking, well, why didn't they give an explanation? You're going to get it next
1: week? Yeah, wait. It was the end of the show. Yeah. Why? Why did it happen?
0: Well, you're My gonna get God. it. You're, you're gonna get it next week.
1: We're still—it's been like a month. We're still waiting for Brock Lesnar to tell us what the hell's going on.
0: I'm still waiting for a Brock Lesnar explanation on why he's attacked Cody Rhodes. You know how many explanations we got? Zero.
1: Jeez,
0: man. You'll get an explanation here. This is not Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon. I, I thought this was great. Don Callis, uh, the hidden hand reveals the truth. Uh, Is he aligned with Blackpool Combat Club? That remains to be seen. Maybe we'll get that answer next week. I'm assuming that he is. And um, where does that leave Takeshita? Is Takeshita going to stay with the elites and stay with them and fight alongside knowing that Don Callis is a prick? Or is he going to manipulate Takeshita into joining the Blackpool Combat Club, leaving the field five against four? I don't know.
1: That's that's the big question. Something that's a starting to concern me a little bit. I've mentioned it to you, but Brian just does not get physical. But well, why does he have to? Why has, Why hasn't he is the real question.
0: Maybe he was banged up a little bit more than anticipated from the Iron Man match. I mean, that's a 60-minute match, bro. He wrestled more in that match than people do all year.
1: I just hope he's okay. That's all. But I'm he will be that okay. he's... He his inactivity is 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 noticeable by its you know by its by its absence. Like everyone else is out there brawling, his team's out there fighting, and he's sitting there hovering around the commentary desk with a mic. You know, I just I just hope he's all right. That's all.
0: Uh, Will Washington is making AEW. Great. We didn't need Will Washington to come up with this. I
1: mean, we we talked about this four weeks ago. What Fuck, are you talking about? <laughs> if if Will Washington came in and orchestrated the storylines we're getting right now, that means there is absolutely no long-term storytelling going on. I mean, they just scrapped everything they had and just gave us Will Washington's ideas. Come
0: yeah, on, come, yeah on. come on now. Um, yes, this is leading to Kota Ibushi, and I feel like Takesh is going to be the big question mark here. Where's Takeshta going to align Uh, I'm loving this, man. This is going to lead, and I think Brian's, they're saving Brian, man. They want to get the most out of him. Why why put him in a match when he doesn't really need to? Why get physical when he doesn't need to? He's got the other guys to do that uh, and really compensate for him not being there. Um, They're saving him for blood and guts. It's going to be another physical match. Can't wait to see it. Uh, We get the match at double or nothing, the, the, the trios match, and we get Moxley, Claudio, and Brian against the Elite. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And that is your AEW Dynamite post show, ladies and gentlemen. So if you enjoyed the show, I would love if you uh, sit there, kindly hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. We bring you this show every week, and uh, it is free to hit that thumbs up. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out in just a little bit. And follow us on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for notifications. I will be live tomorrow with episode four, I believe, 77. We're going to talk about uh, all this major AEW news and uh, get you guys ready for what is going to be a busy weekend. Let's get into the Super Chats here quick. Joseph Taylor. With a $3 super chat. JD, Jesse, your favorite Randy Savage match.
1: Ricky Steamboat. uh, Saturday night's main event.
0: That's the easy one.
1: That's my favorite.
0: I'm going to go Savage Warrior. SummerSlam 92.
1: I don't even remember.
0: SummerSlam 92. Wembley Stadium.
1: I remember the show, asshole. Ah.
0: Uh, Clone Force with a 4.99. Can I get a shout-out for my 24th birthday today and OTS for life? Happy fucking birthday, Clone Force. Appreciate it, brother. Happy
1: birthday, Clone Force, man.
0: Uh, Clone Force also with a 4.99. Keep up the great work, JD. Been watching since 2017. I just made this new account earlier today. Cody should win Money in the Bank and beat Roman at SummerSlam. I absolutely agree. The way I do it. Uh, we got a 25-month from Mel's Matt Chat. Hey, J.D. and Jesse in Las Vegas today. It's my birthday having a vodka cranberry with lime. That is what I'm drinking. Got to do 41 right. There you
1: go. Happy, Happy birthday,
0: birthday uh, No. Uh, Tony Brown with a 4.99 and a $1.99. Anna Jay and Julia Hart. Absolutely delicious. Is. And he says, Moxie and Omega, brutality for real.
1: There he is. I know Tony Brown was in heaven tonight, man.
0: Michelle more so Jungle Boy uh, Michelle <laughs> Moran $2 Super Chat we love Jungle Boy he's an Boy. energy shout out to Jack Perry man you know the bullshit that people said about Jack Perry over the weekend man Jim Cornette said uh, he was uh, harassing fans
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and then everybody's like uh, nah it's not okay. true Okay. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat damn fine main event but where is Hangman Page? chilling selling what an mean? eye injury Patient. Don't worry.
1: We waited for Miro this goddamn long. We can wait for Paige.
0: Uh, Guardian with a $2 super chat. Here you go, Jesse. Don't spend it all in one place with a $2 super chat.
1: But this is the wrong stream, bro. Wrong stream.
0: Michael Evans with an 11 months. JD was right about Don Callis. So excited to see Miro and Thunder Rosa tonight. One winged Will Will with a one month love tonight's show. What was Jesse's reaction from Miro?
1: What did I tell you? I said, uh, You sent me the holy shit.
0: I said, Holy shit. And then Jesse was like, I'm, I like this show tonight. Yeah, yeah. Like.
1: Like, I'm liking this. Yeah. Like, I yeah. like this show tonight. Holy man. This is a great show already. It, this was, that was the first half hour of the show. Yeah. I was at my daughter's school. And I went to start watching the show out in the car. And then right away, first half hour, here's Miro. Here's
0: Thunder Rosa. Okay, shit's going down tonight. Slow down. Slow down. Edward Liu with a 499. So glad Miro is back. But gotta wonder, did he realize after watching WWE lately, he would be better on collision than another cuckold story from VKM?
1: Uh, There's a lot of moving parts to Miro's absence.
0: Bro, Miro does not want to be a cuck, bro. Not again.
1: You don't want Lana to get Lashley.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tone C with a $50 Super Jack. Great show. I didn't hear a single word. Christian said we were booing so loud. I loved it. First show in 20 years. Uh, Tone C, I'm glad you had a good time, bro. It was a great show on TV. You guys were fucking loud on Great job TV. out there, Detroit. Great yeah. job. Absolutely. Um, Main event. 81, six months. Thank you, main event. JD, how long you been doing this podcast? Because you sound like you've been watching wrestling for years. We'd like to know how many years. Uh, I've been watching wrestling since I was four years old, bro. I'm 41. And uh, how long have I been doing this podcast? I've been doing it full-time for about six years now. It's my everyday gig, bro. Thank you for six months. Alexander Fitzgerald with $2 Super Chat. Christian and his turtlenecks. Always draw heat. You asshole. J-Ray with a $5 super chat. Our beloved t-shirt company does it again from selling 60K tickets at Wembley to securing a $1 billion deal over five years. Cheers to TK and AEW. Well, we don't know that second part yet, J-Ray, but we'll find out next Wednesday.
1: Where's my t-shirt? I should get a t-shirt for getting all the tickets. no?
0: You can buy one of mine. They go on sale Monday.
1: There you go. Sounds
0: good. Joseph Taylor with a f- uh, $10 super chat. I know Vince McMahon is pissed that AEW is never going to die, but I bet Triple H is eating his words by calling AEW a piss-ant company.
1: Yeah, he'll never live that shit,
0: though. Yeah. And Tony Khan's used that as uh, fucking uh, motivation for the last two three years. Uh, Eric with a six-months. Eric Aviles. My first-ever live show was Backlash, and we made history out in Puerto Rico. OTS. Hasta la muerte. Best podcast in the community, no doubt about it. Thank you, Eric. I would love to visit Puerto Rico sometime. Alexander Fitzgerald with a $5 Super Chat. It's going to be a good summer for W. leading up to all-in. Talent that weren't being used will be used like Miro and Andrade. And Punk is back. Yeah.
1: Oh, did you get the text I sent you about the Andrade uh, Twitter post? What did he post? Just posted, just it, just the timing of it, you know, of the show. He posted it right oh, yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah it's like he's trying to make his comeback soon. Oh yeah, you know, that's another one we need back.
0: Yep. Uh Kerata. with they five dollars super chat. It's like derbies in soccer. We hate the other team, but we need them to have something to hate. Meaning the tribalistic uh, attitude between AW and WWE fans. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand that culture, bro. I really don't.
2: I, I I can I
1: can appreciate hey my brand is better than yours, but I want the other brand to die. I mean, come on.
0: It's like people that watch me every fucking week, knowing that they hate me, but they still watch every week. Yeah. Why? Did
1: you hear what JD said? Well, clearly you did because you watched. I, mean, I can't stand them.
0: But you don't like me, so why you watch me? Uh, Willie Martin with the 21 months here to start a movement for Nigel and Morrow to be the commentators for Collision. We're the OTS family. Got to make this happen, JD. I-, I wish, bro. Can we start a uh, Can we start a GoFundMe or something?
1: So, I don't think we need money, man. I just think we just need Morrow to say yes. I think TK is already on it. It's just we know how Morrow is, man. You know how protective he is of his, yep. you know, his 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 mental issues and everything else, and he wants to be in the in the right place. Yep. And that's what he needs? That's what he needs, man. But if he's comfortable doing it, we love to have him, man.
0: J-Ray. Well, they fight all Super Chat. Three teams and their entire run has to go and only one can remain. JD and Jesse, pick your team. Three teams and their entire run has to go and only one team can remain. The Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, Harlem Heat, or LAX from TNA. Okay,
1: one has to go, he said? Yeah. Can you read them again?
0: Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Harlem Heat, or LAX from TNA. That's Santana Ortiz. That's
1: LAX, I guess, yeah. man. Yeah, LAX. I, I mean, if you, you're going to force me to pick one, I'll say LAX because the other ones are all um, Hall of Famers, man. Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, Prodigy Freebird with 21 months. Thank you, brother. How did we come across on TV? I was there and had a blast. You guys were fucking great, bro. Yeah, Detroit terrific. was awesome tonight. Not like Jacksonville on Raw, where they had to pipe in fucking crowd reactions that I couldn't even hear the fucking performers on TV.
1: Man, it was awesome, man. It was like Detroit versus everybody, man. Love it, love it.
0: The Gary Sphere with a $5. Seat, yeah, they need to do roster shakeups after each big pay-per-view, big four pay-per-view, or else they will limit themselves creatively. And the last thing I want is two world champions.
1: I don't know about the last thing I want but I can see the point of not having another world champion.
0: The cake with the $2 super jet. I'm awaiting the return of CM Punk after tonight. We all are. It's happening.
1: I'm actually looking forward to it too, man. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, if we can get Punk back and he can keep his shit together and no more of this drama, I'm happy. I'm happy with Punk back. I just don't want any more of this this shit that seems to follow Punk around from company to company. That's the shit I'm tired of. That's it. We give... Punk back at punk form. I'm happy. I want punk back the way we should have punk. Back.
0: Yeah. So uh bagman or bagman with a 199. JD, you didn't read my super chats a few weeks ago. I'm sorry, well, the YouTube sucks. I mean, it happens. It is. It's not yeah, my I fault. Can,
1: yeah, I can confirm. I'm that looking
0: point. at my super chats right here, bro. Sometimes yeah. YouTube doesn't filter them through.
1: Yeah, the studio glitches out sometimes.
0: Swift718, $5 super chat, any one month. Thank you, brother. Uh cosmetically pleasing. Ha. What do Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard's wives look like? Guaranteed they're mutants. I want to see what they go to, what, what they go home to.
1: That's mean, dude. I mean,
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that, man. Guaranteed that they're that they're mutants.
1: <laughs> they're rich. They're probably hot. They're probably hot. You know how much money Kevin You know how much money Kevin Dunn makes? Water. my God. He can afford a lot of wood. <laughs> My God. Look like this. Kevin Dunn is making Nick Khan money. Yeah. That's a fucking
0: guy. Great show, guys, says Swift. Thanks for being the promised land of honesty in the pro wrestling landscape. JD and Jesse are two outlaws burning down the town of Shillville. (laughs) Thank you, bro. Uh, Justin Smith with 19 months. Miro really did have nowhere else to go. Hope he brought the knee pads and chapstick.
1: Nero is a wanted man by the
0: fans. Yeah. He doesn't have to kiss ass. So, with a 220, would you accept a job at AEW if offered? Uh, it depends on if I can keep this podcast. Because I'm not giving this shit up. And why would they want me anyway? Half the fucking locker room probably hates me. Half? All?
1: And half of them hate me. 25%?
0: of you. 25%? Yeah. Bagman 199. Christian Cage is Uber based, bro. Okay. What? All right. Uh Cake. $2 super chat. But they need Bill Goldberg, though. They don't need Bill Goldberg, but are we getting Bill Goldberg? Sure. We
1: don't need Bill Goldberg
0: for shit. We don't need Bill Goldberg at all. Francis Luper with $5 super chat. So Monday we have the King of Strong Style versus the King of Soft Style. Can we get Marina Shafir and the Outcasts, please? As the muscle? No, thank you. Ah, uh, no, thank you, Francis Loop. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave with that comment, bro. Hey, come on, Diggy TV with a one julia nine. Julie's been using that theme, and I love her new entrance. Yeah, it's great. I thought the entrance was great. Theme was awesome. It's awesome. Cake, $2 super chat, Jesse. Heads up, Thunder Rosa is back.
1: Yeah, man, I'm already, I'm already putting my precautions in place, man. Don't worry, I'm good. I'm good. I'm
0: good. Lord Jake Coyle with a five dollar super chat. I had the worst day of my life today. I'm completely heartbroken. I may be gone for a while. Well,
2: that's a feat. I, okay. f- I mean,
0: I hope you're all right, Jay. I don't, all right. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, we'll be here if you need us.
1: Speaking of, I don't know if. I don't know if she's here. I don't know if Rage is here. I, I Again, I closed my chat. But keep your head up, Rage. Keep your head up. Be all right.
0: Uh, theme parks and things with Johnny with a $5 super job. I hear all this talk earlier in the show about some women's assets. Where is Natalia Markova? Love and respect because a very talented, beautiful woman. Um, I don't know where Natalia Markova is. I think she's working uh, NWA. NWA.
1: Who's
0: that? An um, in independent wrestler. And Natalia's a very beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong, but uh, her uh, her wrestling ability, mid. Just being honest with you, uh, Joseph. The game over one ninety nine. What is your best matches in ruthless aggression? Uh, Joseph Taylor. Uh, listen, bro. Why do you need a second account to give us another super chat, bro? <laughs>
1: the
0: best matches in the ruthless aggression. I don't know, man. Let's,
1: I have no idea.
0: Who gives a shit, bro?
1: I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The Ruthless Aggression era is the era which I checked out of pro wrestling.
0: Eddie versus Brock.
1: Yeah. There you go. Eddie Brock. Yeah. I I checked out during the Ruthless Aggression era. Super Cena was too much for me. I legitimately stopped watching wrestling for a good couple of years during the Super Cena era. And I came back.
0: Uh, Edmund Van Buren with an eight months. Thank you, Edmund. Uh, Edmund. Uh, Love the way the House of Black match was shot. Buddy should be the one to beat Orange Cassidy, and the BCC are savages. Uh, Justin with a four ninety nine. dollars uh, JD and Jesse, your thoughts on AW going to a bigger arena in Boston for the TD Garden on July 19th?
1: That's the... That's the biggest arena there in Boston? Yeah,
0: they were in a small arena. They upgraded to the TD Garden.
1: That's awesome, man. That's good. You, know, you know
0: what that means, bro? Let the don't Mercedes don't, don't rumors begin. Too late. Captain Solo with a $5 chat. Who would you say was the greatest ECW champion? Raven, RVD, Shane Douglas, or somebody else? I'm going with the franchise, Shane Douglas. There's, I
1: mean, look, I don't know about all of that. I think I'm sure the most notable champion is going to be RVD.
0: Yeah, but who's the best, the uh, greatest? Uh, yeah, Shane Douglas. Uh, Hollywood Eric with the five dollars super chat. I love you, JD and Jesse. The best team in the IWC. I feel Goldberg to AEW is imminent.
1: Can you give that super check back, please?
0: Uh, Hollywood Eric, uh, that is definitely happening. Uh, Javier Velasquez with a new membership. Thank you, Javier. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being here and wanting to be a part of the OTS family. And Michael McGee with a $4.99. What do you think TK's big announcement is? Love seeing Miro and Thunder Rosa back. Michael, we talked about that for 40 minutes in the beginning of the show.
1: Only one who didn't know, guy. I
0: don't know what time you got here, bro, but uh, legitimately the first 45 to 50 minutes we talk about it, bro. Even if we didn't, how do did you not know at this point? I mean... Just go uh, and do a random Twitter search, man, yeah, and look sure, up sure. Tony Khan. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Anyway, guys, um, we're about to get out of here. Uh, Jesse, anything you want to plug before uh, I uh, start the Mustang up?
1: Tomorrow night, guys. Let's do it again. Impact review number two. I'm going to improve the quality a little bit, the aesthetics, and get my timing down everything else. I promise a better show. Join me tomorrow night. Shottown town Smart on YouTube.
0: There you go. Jesse's ready to go for mid packed. Yo. get it on. Hey, we're getting a Trinity match this week. There you go. Get it on. There you go. Trinity fought two on Impact. Looking good over there. Tonight was Kylen good. King? Oh, whoa. Okay.
1: Nope.
0: I didn't know she was over there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's doing well, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Look at that. Impact giving everybody an opportunity. Uh, Anyway, guys, thank you for uh, what I thought was a great stream. Um, Great Dynamite tonight. Fantastic Dynamite. Never mind. Great. Fantastic Dynamite. Uh, Next time you see me, I will be back live on Thursday afternoon. So make sure you guys are seated right here in the venue. As always, we will uh, get to all the news. And we're going to have a busy weekend, man. You're going to be getting those extras. It's going to be awesome. And then Friday we'll be live for SmackDown, as always. The second half of the world title tournament for the title that is exclusive to Monday Night Raw. But we got Friday Night Superstars wrestling for a title that's on Monday. Gotta love it.
1: Gotta love it.
0: Maybe they should have hired a fucking Will Washington like me over on WWE side. Road Dog, Listen, bro. I'll I'll come over, man. I'm right up high 95. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you guys so very much. I appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up. Follow me on social media at J.D. from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications, and go check out all the other content on the channel. I will see you guys tomorrow live, 5 p.m., OTS 477. Until then, guys, take care. Have a great night, and I'll see you right back here live tomorrow for more Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.